What's poppin'? The Drew and Mike Show is in the deals in the D.com studios. And our show sponsor, presenting sponsors, Hall Financial. The holidays can be costly, and right now credit card interest rates are the highest they've been in 26 years. It affects your life. Using the equity in your home to get a cash-out refi is a great way to put you and your family in a better financial situation this holiday season, or maybe after this holiday season when all those bills come in. A free five-minute mortgage review with Hall Financial is all it takes to get on your path to becoming debt-free. So call Hall, 866-CALL-HALL. Go to the webpage, ours that is. Click on the Hall Financial banner for special five-star service just for Drew and Mike listeners. You know what you can do with all that money? What would you do if you won the million dollars? Pay off all the bills and (laughs) splurge and go get a dozen pairs of shoes at once. All right, fine. All right, good. (laughs) That's not really paying bills, but... um, I guess it's, a, it's one way to take equity out of your home. Regis at his most awkward. <laughs> you know, that was, it's funny okay, how awkward it. that was. It shouldn't have been. Uh, all right, well, um, I got a few mentions from people because I, uh, I was off my head yesterday and I said that I thought Jared Goff would get MVP votes. Hi, Regis. And it turns out that uh, Peter King agrees with me. He says he's ninth currently for MVP I think let's, let's, call Peter, let's call Peter. Uh, no, he never answers our calls. <laughs> Remember that? Yeah. Oh, yeah, I think I have that saved. The last time we called, he used an excuse. It was something like, uh, uh, I'm in a meeting right now. We got to call him. Why not? Here it is. Let's call him. I'm at a training camp. You're going to have to call me back. <laughs> well, hey, we're calling him back. He said to call him back. He might just go on and on and on. He, was he sincere about that, or was he bullshitting? He was bullshitting. Totally and that was sincere. That was in August of 2018. Let's try it. <laughs> He said to call him back. He didn't say when. Just see what happens. By the way, I'm also saying I believe that uh, Coach Campbell could be the coach of the year. I think he will get votes, too, unless they play terrible the rest of the way. Yeah. But who is the Lions? Who's their MVP? This town is so upside down with Lions, Lions, Lions. Does anybody want to take a crack? The Lions MVP. Dan Campbell. He's not playing. It's hard. No, to, it's it, Amon Ra St. Brown. Yeah, I was Easy. Just saying, Amon Ra or um, uh, Williams, running back. Or the uh, the offensive line in whole. Yeah. Those are weird picks. But, oh, well. <laughs> no, those are the correct picks. Um, I don't know. Amon Ra, he's had a great year. I agree. Williams, if they didn't score touchdowns Rip. from the one-yard line, would you be voting for him? I mean, he just scores really short touchdowns. Is he doing anything sure. so special? Uh, it's behind. He, he gave that very impassioned speech on um, on Hard Knocks. Remember? Yeah, that's He's right. The team I leader. Think lose it. Is that is that part of the process? Is the speech or your performance? That's why he's so valuable. I uh, I think if um, if they gave the ball to someone else from the one, they too would score. Look, it's the NFL, so it's the quarterback. That's C.J. Moore. C.J. Moore. Well, he yeah, might get a vote. He might get a might be picked 10th or 11th for his one incredible (laughs) fake punt. Did you go to the game? No, I did not go to this game. But you've been to games. I went to, yeah, last last Sunday. Do you feel the excitement? I did, man. The place was packed. Yeah, it sounds like this town is ballistic. It reminds me of, well, 91 when I got here. They won their last four games to make the playoffs. I think they were six and six. And they won the last four, and then '95 they won the last seven yeah. to make the playoffs. And I think they're they're kind of like those teams. They 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 have um, a lot of momentum going. And for all the talk about, well, so and so, if the Lions win out, I think they'll make the playoffs. Yeah, 
Oh, well, yeah. I don't even think they need to win out, really. Can you say that? But, I mean... Yeah, sure. They, they always start with... Burp, burp, burp. Is that Peter King's? How does he busy his phone out? Are you sure anything. you didn't miss dial? <laughs> Try again. <laughs> okay. Jason Carr got blown out of Channel 4 today, too. I saw that. Oh. And I thought, oh, they dumped that show because, right. I don't know, 10 o'clock in the morning show. You don't, I, you're not into it? No. I, I've stopped by. It's not his fault. Uh-huh. It's just that the nature of the show, it's kind of nicey-nice community show, which yeah. is okay. All right. It's not what I really get off on. Is, is it for the demographic that no longer exists of the housewife who stays that's home? That's kind of what I thought, Trudy, honestly. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's tips, seriously. fashion, things to do with the kids, etc. Yeah. But that's not why the show was blown out. He was blown out because he said something. I didn't, uh, there's a little bit of, there's some rumblings going on. Anybody know what he said on the show last Thursday that got him in trouble? Well, they scrubbed the internet of his final show, which apparently was on the 28th or the 29th of November. So I can't find that audio. If anybody has it saved, feel free to send it to us. What did uh, he tell the general manager to fuck himself? <laughs> it sounded like Why he would was, they have to scrub uh, so the show? Being the man about town that I am, and, you know, I like to go downtown. I know some people. I've heard some things. <laughs> I don't, just, I don't know what I'm it's saying. It's just a very innocuous so, show. I wouldn't think he could say something so horrible they'd have to scrub so, the show. Did you know? He, did you know he did a live show, Jason Carr live? Like it was only online. It was on uh, WDIV Local Four Plus. I saw they were doing the show live online for that one day. Is that what it was? I think he was doing it every day. Oh, was he? At, okay, at nine a.m. and um, before his ten o'clock show. He would go live? Yes, yeah. at 9 a.m. Doing okay. his own thing, on, you know, to push local 4+. There's way more information than I okay. wanted to get, but... Well, then the, sh- the short everybody version, knows what the picture is. The, the short version was he started talking shit about gen- generally the people around here, quote-unquote, mm. and how they're not very friendly, they don't look you in the eye. And then he named someone by name, um, and it was Everod, who had just left to go to CBS. Like, just not, I do not like this person, this person's a terrible person. What? Everod Casimi? Yeah. Who has just left to go to CBS in Chicago. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. If you follow him on Facebook, you'll never hear the end of it. <laughs> well, that's interesting you said. <laughs> I don't know. I'd, bl- I asked, I'd blow I asked, up asked, Facebook on that. I asked other people about, um, well, I don't know. Maybe I should. I'll, I'll say it. He didn't seem to be very well-liked, Everod. So it's, I don't think Jason was the he only was one. He was very into his singing career, as I recall, because that's where I came in contact with him. He emailed as as Devin. A, a different person I talked to said, Everod likes himself some Everod. Uh-huh. Well, he, he sent me a song like we would play it. And, and I just well, said, he's a hustler, man. we're a talk show, you know, not really. And I think he was nice. There was nothing wrong with that. I just thought, jeez. Oh, Get a room with your music I, but career. see, I don't think that's what he, Jason was fired for because he was already gone at that point, I believe. So who cares if he said that about him? Well, why are people not looking me in the eye? That's just not the kind of show where I would expect to hear well, about people that, not looking you in the eye. And I think that's that that was one of the issues is that wait, maybe you're the problem. Is he trying to go shock with with uh, shock. 10 o'clock live? <laughs> well, <laughs> there might have been another issue too. Oh, okay. Does that make well, sense? Yeah, that would make a lot more sense. I mean, I'm having trouble understanding why he would even go off, but who knows? I'm sure we'll find out. Sure we'll know more. Here's a little Everod for you. (laughs) Okay, thanks. What? You don't want to hear him? You don't want to hear him sing? No. (laughs) (laughs) Aw. I'm sorry. (laughs) You got a great job. 
Got oh. a job at uh, NBC Chicago, I think, doing the morning news. Nice. Yeah, so there's, that's a good gig. He's doing something right. Here's the title track, Just Everod, off the album Just Everod. <laughs> I want to hear Just Everod. By Everod. Why am I being forced to hear Everod Cassie's music? I just said I don't want anything to do with it on the show. I wanted show. to point out that he has a song called Just Everod. That'd be like you putting out a song called Just Drew on an album. Well, that would be better for this show. <laughs> All right, do it. <laughs> I don't think so. I don't think that would fit the show. There are a, a lot of shows that are misfitting themselves. Uh, right. There are a lot of anchors who fancy themselves singers, too. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. Skillian and who was the was the guy that used Stephen Clark? Oh, Clark. Clark yeah. 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 He plays. See, you know, I got to get off Facebook or just get rid of certain friends. But I feel like if I unfriend someone on Facebook, they're like, "What do I do?" <laughs> but Stephen Clark has always got this live thing he does at a oh, bar, well, he and he puts stop, it up live man. on Facebook. And mm-hmm. you know what? A lot of people watch it. It's like I know who you are. We're friends on Facebook. <laughs> do you have anything better to do? Is music that good? <laughs> maybe. Maybe he it lives is. in Nashville. That's what you do when you live in Nashville. Well, I remember when he was retiring to become Trudy a songwriter in Nashua. Standing up for yeah, it. Why are you facilitating everything going on here? <laughs> what, do you need a gig in Nashville or something? And you're standing well, up. Should I change your name to Devil's Advocate? <laughs> Trudy's Advocate. She's being Trudy's Advocate again. Um, I don't know. Don't stand up for him. It's weird. Okay. Well, I'm not. But when, but... Okay. I didn't finish the story. When he said... I'm going to Nashville to become a, a musician. Then he went to 104 FM uh-huh. for the morning oh, show. Yeah, right. So I thought, well, that's kind of weird. He changed his mind really fast. Because <laughs> it sounded like they had a retirement thing at Channel 7. They had a final show with his kids and yeah. stuff. Oh, like, that's yeah, right. And then it's like, oh, so maybe he wasn't retiring. Maybe Channel 7 said, we don't need you anymore, Oops. but let's do the retirement thing because you're at the age where you could be. And then he got the job offer, and so it was like, oh, well, I didn't mean to retire anyway. But, but who's he going to write songs for? Is he writing songs for famous people? <laughs> Possibly. Maybe there are a couple of kid rock tunes that uh, Stephen Clark wrote. I don't think so. <laughs> I just don't think so. But, yeah. okay. We, well, he's we your wish, friend on Facebook, so. We wish all these people luck. <laughs> we only want the best for everyone. I, that's, that's a bummer for Jason, man. I, yeah. You know, he seems like a nice guy. Yeah, but if what... Especially the second part, if that's true, the mm-hmm. part I didn't say, but mime to you, right? He knows better. Yeah, I would think he would know better. He's pretty polished. Well, he'll maybe I really think he'll bounce back. The we'll problem... podcast. Yeah, he probably will. The problem is, it's hard to bounce back being a local TV person because there's only so many things to do. Well, he's already bounced back from being blown out. Well. Not blown out, but cut. From, okay, so what? Channel Fox Seven's TV. left. So Channel Seven. Well, maybe Fox will hire again. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. They let him go too, though, didn't they? That was like a. And then furlough. he went right to Channel Four. Yeah, that clean was out like, your desk. You were gone. That was a cost-cutting thing. I think he went. If I remember this correctly, I believe that when he got fired of Fox Two, he left his last show, and Facebook Live, his drive down to Channel Four. Yeah. To accept his new job. Oh my God! Really? It struck me as a little. Well, here's well, a clip. Well, aren't you something? We saved the clip. Here it is. I'm all packed and ready to go. I gave them my notice yesterday, and they said oh, we want two weeks. And then I said, well, "Why don't you fuck off?" <laughs> <laughs> well, we've all had our blow ups at certain places, and I, 
I only wish him well. I do. It's yeah, that sucks. It is. You don't want to see anyone lose their job. But you know what? You know what is? I got to tell you, if, if the stuff I've heard, if that's true, there has to be more. It just doesn't seem like yeah, a fireable offense to do that on a live streaming show that nobody watched. I think we're going to hear more. Hey, maybe he can he can come on and do my show with me. We could do a <laughs> middays. <laughs> It's done at 10 o'clock. Yeah, at 10 o'clock, he is started something his show you, on TV. You could start. Is this a career aspiration of yours? Um, to work with Jason Carr? I think trying to do less. Just flipping no, it up. I want you, know? you two to kiss each other. It's <laughs> trying to. I think Trudy's really pushing the shock envelope. <laughs> That's a surprise everyone. First defending Jason Carr, then working with him. <laughs> I don't know. The shock envelope. Morning uh, show? Want to do a morning show? Wait, if, if, yeah, you're, push, might. if you're pushing the would. shock envelope, were you the person at the uh, DSO concert that just yelled out the N-word in the middle of the Charlie Brown song? No, it was a dude, but okay. Wait, when did that I happen? You didn't hear that? I just heard about it, and I was like, that couldn't have happened. It's- uh, is there audio? Has that been scrubbed? It was this past week. Scrub scrubbed Jason Carr's That's a great horrible point. moment. Wait, everything's caught on tape. Why isn't this on tape? But it was um, this weekend at Orchestra Hall, and they had some famous Ooh. black jazz pianist was there um, to do Charlie Brown Christmas music. You know, a little nice family thing. Oh, I love Charlie Brown and, Christmas music. Well, maybe you were there. <laughs> so apparently this guy just <laughs> killed the N-word. And according to the witness... He said, um, oh, where's that on the screen? Who's the writer, Vic? The guy that writes the Charlie Brown music? Isn't it Vic somebody? Oh, Geraldi. Uh, yeah, yeah, Vic Geraldi. Vince. Yeah. Vince, Vince Geraldi. Geraldi, yeah. Um, this guy said he was sitting in row F, front center. Okay, cool. You got good seats. When a couple, a man and a woman, abruptly rose in the middle of the sex selection during the performance and left. Moments later, the man shouted, Fuck those N words! Oh, shit. What? <laughs> no. In, in a. Christmas concert? Wait, but... And there was an audible asshole. gasp from the audience, because as there would be. Ooh, Vince, Vince Giraldi... Like Ooh! He's he white? Uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. But it was, the performer... It was, it was a famous black jazz pianist that showed up to, oh, to I the see. performance. Yeah. No, I mean, I don't see. <laughs> I don't think that's sufficient reason to yell that. No. I don't think so. Unless yeah. it was this guy, maybe he's just a huge Vince fan. He was pissed that Vince wasn't playing. He thought it was going to be Vince himself. Is Vince still alive? I don't know. Still I have no kicking? Idea. In our hearts. This show has gone so far from what I know about I don't, at this point. What I, what I see wait, him, though, Vince, is that he Vince had Vince died in 76. Oh, my God. He like I a- said, this show has gone so far from what I know about. He's a monstrous porn mustache, though, for sure. But I just like this shock audience member who just yelled that way. The juxtaposition of Charlie Brown Christmas music and yelling, fuck those N-words. Jesus, dude. Really? Oh, did everyone know what... Ne- so did anyone know what he meant? No. No one does. And that, that the article in the Detroit News said that the person that was there was like, what I can't figure out is why would this guy buy tickets featuring a very prominent black musician? Well, maybe he had a, uh, maybe he had a squabble with a fan or something with somebody in the, in the seats be. nearby. Got into it with him. He was yelling specifically at them. It's clear, oh, now it's, you're defending him. It's no, I'm not defending him. <laughs> I don't think the African Americans sitting near him deserve that. <laughs> if they were, if no, they existed, you're just trying to figure out why this person would do oh, that. That's really weird. So weird. Um, the if you were making some crazy, maybe he was making some racial version of um, what's the show with. Uh, the movies with Steve oh, O oh, oh, Jackass. Oh. Jackass. He's doing a race version of Jackass. Right. 
<laughs> that would well, be a good oh, explanation. Kentucky Fried Movie. Let's see. Let's see the. Uh, let's see the video. Ridiculous. Um, the president of the Detroit Federation of Musicians. I think he put it best when he said, "The only word a musician wants to hear at a performance is bravo." <laughs> Where does he think he is? Was it really important to reach him to comment on this? Someone has to comment on this to make it an official news story? (laughs) Yes. Have you ever watched opera in the buff? I'm kind of surprised this even made the news. Uh, There was an audible gasp after this person said it. So someone called... Channel said, oh, my God, you're not going to believe what happened down here. Send a truck. <laughs> Someone yelled the N-word well, at the I think, Vincent Graldi show? I, I think one of the reasons it became a story. <laughs> what the fuck? Is because what the, is going on? The per, one of the persons attending was Alan Stram, who was the former assistant city editor at Detroit News. So he probably told someone there. Okay. Wow. All right. Well, we'll... That's uh, how news works. We're all better for that story. We'll move on to... Here's the Broadway. <laughs> We'll uh, we'll move on to other topics that are less um, shocking, less spontaneous and shocking. <laughs> Our friends at Zachariser Jeep Dodge Ram love this time of the year. The season is changing; time for something shining new. Of course, Santa's not far away. Whether you're looking to lease or purchase a new whip, head over to Zachariser Jeep Dodge Ram now. Plus, the crew has the best Google ratings in Detroit and the pricing as well. Speaking of the best in the DZOTS, inventory is one of the largest around, so you're sure to find the car of your dreams in stock and ready to go. If not, Jeff Schneider or Thad's out will custom order your new ride and get you exactly what you want. So check out Ram Power Days at all three ZOT locations, Highland, White Lake, and New Hudson, where you can lease a new 22 Ram 1500 at $449 a month or a new 22 Jeep Compass for just $299 a month. And when you order a new vehicle, get $500 in Mopar accessories. Finally, there's no better place to turn in your lease up because all the extra equity from your current vehicle gets put down to lower your payment on the new one. Get details and surf their sexy inventory at dealsinthed.com. Uh, Christina Gennari, our sponsor for all that valet parking at Killer Cares. Yes, that kind woman, Christina, and her team at KW Domain are going at it. And there's, there's still real estate going on right now, holidays. Honestly, that's not a bad time to make the transition. Yeah. If you're looking to do that, she's been doing it over 20 years. She's a pro. KW has so many listings, and they're going to get so many more, and they sell so many homes. And she's got a great team behind her. I mean, it's really a team. So make the choice. Christina Gennari, go to soldchristina.com for the obvious choice in real estate, or you can call or text her at 248-550-4788. Oh, you found a place to live? That's great. (laughs) And then um, we've got our friends at PAM, Public Adjusters of Michigan. They represent you, the insured, for property insurance claims. If your pipe bursts, you need to make an insurance claim for damage, call PAM first. They get you more money. They handle the entire claims process, so you don't have to. That alone is reason enough for me. So if they get you more money and they do all the work, go to callpamfirst.com or click the PAM logo on the website. And then Lady Jane's, the award-winning experience, and also your chance to register for a once-in-a-lifetime opportunity to win a down payment for your dream home up to two hundred grand. Lady Jane's, open seven days a week, walk in any time. It's wicked awesome. Well, as Jason will find out, and maybe he has found out because he left Channel 4 in kind of weird circumstances, although that was just a budget cut, like you said, he will learn what I've learned, which is that um, no matter how successful you may or may not be, People love hearing about your failures more than anything. People really? love it. Yeah. 
Every time 105.1 comes up, I'm, people can't talk about it enough. They love hearing about the debacle that was 105.1. Misery loves company. Did you see that the Killer Cares event? There was the dude wearing the yes. Sports 105.1 oh, cool. shirt. Oh, cool. Drew is back. shocked. <laughs> That's awesome. He's like, it's my favorite shirt. <laughs> I love that guy. Who was that guy? I was yeah. totally shocked His to see that on shirt. on the tip of my tongue. Hey, but- I, I did not think any of those shirts could possibly be anywhere. You were, you were wearing the 105.1 polo the other yeah, day. That's true. My dad yeah. still wears the T-shirt, the Drew's back one. He does? Yeah, why not? <laughs> I don't care. More to the point, who yeah, is the super spreader who is at the uh, Killer Cares? <laughs> Drew. The super spreader? No, I didn't bring no, it there. I didn't say you did. Brandon did. Oh, I, but but I wonder, I mean, does I did not anybody know who? Has, I know. Has the CDC been notified? It was Eli. <laughs> has there been, has there been contact Eli? tracing? He talked right into my face like he was, he was saying. Oh, well, that wasn't Eli. We are frightened of Cornova. Well, um... There were a couple other sports mm-hmm. things today. You know, I, I opened up about the Lions. Mike Leach is in critical condition. Oh, man, yeah. Had a heart attack, and I guess he didn't get help soon enough. And he was at, is he at Mississippi now? Mississippi State. Doesn't sound man, good. Man, I love this guy. It sounded like he had a Widowmaker heart attack, too, because he's, I, th- I thought I read he was in hospice. Like, yeah, it sounded like it was very serious. It's over, and, and he's, he has permanent brain damage. And he may not have been helped sad. quite soon enough. I know that is so sad. What a good guy. Remember that time he put Craig James Jr. in the, in the sweat box? Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> but remember, he was kind of he was vindicated in that whole thing because everyone ended up hating Craig James Jr. Yeah, the, I mean, that's the way it goes now with people just spouting off on social media. You're left with the initial impression for so much longer than whatever is learned of it. You know why I like so, my, so often they're not true? I like Mike Leach because he had a personality. I mean, if you yeah. ever watch his press conference, he'll just start pontificating about pirates or something totally. He would, he would go off the script. He was not yeah, boring. He no. was interesting, and we like interesting people he, because created, everyone is so boring now. Yep. I mean, he created that air raid offense that was that was great. I'll give you an example of, of why I like Mike Leach. I had... He's on Cameo? Because of... That's not why. <laughs> because the Lions have been so in the news ever since they won the third in a row to go from one and six to four and six. I started listening live... Not a ton, but a lot more than I was listening to any radio. And I had 97.1 on in the house. Mm-hmm. Like, during the afternoon. I even had them on in the morning. I was listening to a lot of Valenti. And while, you know, the station does a great job, I find that Mike Valenti is really the thing that is, the only thing that is truly worth going to when something happens. He will have a take that you cannot necessarily predict. Every, I feel like, in the afternoon. In the afternoon. Oh my God. I'm not saying everyone on the station is a carbon copy of one another, but I find that if anything's a little dicey, he will attack it head on. Hmm. And I just didn't get the feeling anyone else. Well, I've, been, I've only been doing this for a couple weeks now. So maybe I'll be proven wrong. And I haven't been listening to the morning show much, but, <clears throat> but I just find that there's a lot of. There seems to be so much fear to speak your mind these days. Even in the sports world, yeah. why would anyone not want to? I mean, you want to have a hot take, but I did find that because you get you get bombarded with with everybody else's take and calling you a fucking idiot and blowing. But most of the takes whatever. are most takes oh, I, I find are the same for everything. They're they're very similar, mm. and I just found that he more often than not will have something interesting to say. I I don't know. I just don't think he 
I don't think he feels, and this is probably what it is. He's probably not afraid of management. He's not afraid of losing his job. Sure, yeah. Which is why he's held his job as long as he has. So. I like this guy's takes, though. Here's a few things that bug me. How can they call traveling on a home team? Why is soccer so stupid? How can they play hockey in a garden? Why can't golfers carry their own clubs? Lazy jerks. Some takes. The other sports item today I thought was worth it. Uh, well, actually, there's a couple pretty interesting takes. Virginia Tech soccer player is suing my alma mater and the former coach because this is hilarious to me. I've read the story before and I was appalled. Kirsten Henning did not want to kneel for the national anthem when all of the George Floyd BLM stuff was going on. So she didn't. And she got screamed at by her coach. And her playing time was reduced to the point that, and this was the apparently, by all accounts, the best player on the team. But she was accused of not being a team player. And she said that, no, it's not that. I just did not believe in BLM, the organization. I don't believe in defunding the police. And she just wasn't going to be like everyone else, just to be like everyone else. And it got her screwed because she was... Uh, she didn't start the next two games. Then she was benched, and then she quit. So she lost her scholarship. And uh, I didn't get to read the whole story. Did you guys, Brandon? You had it in your prep, didn't you? Yeah. The story's how the lawsuit could go forward. <laughs> she sounds. Wait, she quit? Yeah, she's suing the team and the school. Wait, but she quit. Yeah, she was benched. Well, she went from being the best player on the team who played the most minutes to playing not at all. So she quit. She hated the coach. The coach hated her. She said she was verbally attacked by the coach. When did she enter the portal? Uh, I think she may have, because this is a couple of years ago. I, I think she's maybe played since then, or I don't know. But, but if you read the story, you'll find she was considered the best player on the team. Well, she was the, she was the top minute man or whatever. So she had, the, she had the most minutes played prior to this. And then afterwards, her coach just kept benching her until she quit. So. Right, and the coach called her, said she was sick of her moaning and bitching and stuck her finger in her face. And What's the, I guess what, the, what the, she... the problem is the teammates felt so strongly about BLM that they were angry at her, too. What, what's her lawsuit over? I mean, what's, I mean do you know? What is... uh, I don't know specifically. It's because she was benched, not based on her ability, but because she wouldn't kneel for the national anthem, which seems kind of stupid. I mean, I think you're supposed to have the freedom. I mean, it's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about, about so, Mike Valenti. She spoke her mind. She sued the coach on First Amendment grounds because yeah. she's punished for her viewpoints and for her speaking out. I don't blame her a bit. I mean, I, I would say that's a pretty tough position to be in if she felt that strongly about it. But I tell you what, there was so much virtue signaling going on then. Oh, yeah. To have the balls to say, no, I'm not going to do that. And there was somebody else. I remember a basketball player. Was an NBA player or a college player who stood up and was getting shit for standing for the national anthem? I mean, that's how dumb I thought it got. Then there was, uh, let's see, there were two more things. Oh, yeah, the, t- <laughs> the Texas basketball coach was oh, arrested Beard, for yeah. strangling a family or household member. Did they ever yeah. say who he was strangling? No, uh-uh. And then there was also a story that I saw on TMZ, and it was... One of those stories you kind of amused by, but you know it was very painful. This dude who plays football at UT, is it Tennessee State, I think? Anyway, he had dated one of the administrative people at the school, mm-hmm. briefly. And so he's coming home with his girlfriend, quote-unquote, at 
2.30 in the morning, and this woman who worked for the administration boxed his car in, and she ended up ramming his car. And then also she had also thrown ketchup on his door, <gasps> his apartment, and scratched the door. And, uh, and she left finally when he called the police. She bolted. But she came back three hours later, I guess, thinking you know, the coast would be clear. And the police <laughs> arrested her. And nice she cal- said... Nice calming yourself down in the time. <laughs> she apparently... All she wanted was for the girlfriend to know that he fucked her the day before. <laughs> that was what she said. Okay. She wanted to know that we had sex the day before. That's all she wanted. Nice. So. What is the point of bullshit like uh, that? Did the other girl give a shit? Nice. <laughs> or did she respond with, yeah, that's great, but I'm fucking him now. Nice. I have a feeling the girlfriend probably didn't like that. <laughs> nice. Just a feeling. Oh, you're all angry now. That kind of thing can happen, but uh, I think she felt that he wasn't authentic to his girlfriend. The 22-year-old admitted to throwing ketchup and scratching the apartment door. This was the podcast? Scratching the apartment door. Is ketchup the new thing? I want to throw ketchup. Oh, it's been around for a while. (laughs) I remember when when I was a kid and uh, Triple Threat Alex... Triple Threat Alex's dad went to Northwestern, and he was he was a fan, even though they sucked. He just liked being sure, a fan. He sure. liked the school. So we used to go, and we used to sit, uh, I think these were the seats, the front row of the upper deck, which is a great place yeah. to sit. <laughs> and um, somehow we learned that it was fun to stamp mustard packets. Oh, yeah. Oh, watch oh, the mustard asshole. fly down below. <laughs> <laughs> like when Maz dropped his uh, buffet yes. from the Champions Club. On the Except we were doing it intentionally. Yeah, I know. Well, how do and we there know was so much joy when it would land on someone's hat or something. I can't tell you how much we as 11-year-olds enjoyed that. That was oh. just the thrill of a lifetime. God, mustard stains so bad. Yeah. There's no just one, no way to get that out. It seemed like no one ever noticed it either. Oh, really? That's what made it half the fun. I mean, it was it was not nearly as dangerous as the BB gun shooting guy sure. out of his house. Oh, man, was that scary. Remember one of the joys? Or snowballs. At, at, um, oh, yeah, snowballs and crab apples. And we also used to shoot uh, paper clips. Paper clips. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, paper clips. That's what resulted in the police escorting our bus stop. <laughs> yeah, boy. Remember, I, I, got, I used to get a lot of joy sitting in the upper bowl of the Silver Dome and making the paper airplanes. I mean, you used oh, yeah, to that see was them. fun. People used people to see them that. just, yeah, fly down all the time. Mm-hmm. People can make some killer paper airplanes. Man, the Silver Dome. That was so nuts how crazy the Silver Dome got. I used to make fun of Maz for loving the Silver Dome so much, but I greatly prefer that over Ford Field. But you don't a lot see, of fun had there. Yeah, you don't see things that happened in the Silver Dome like you did back then. For example, when somebody sent us the video of somehow you guys were you were asking for Drew and Mike banners yeah. or something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. The video of that is absolutely insane because everybody on there's just there's just banners all over the place. Drew blows. People are going crazy. Everything everybody's throwing everything. I've ta- I've told this story. I've talked to people who are like the first boobs I ever saw were because of Drew and Mike at the Silverdome. <laughs> it was just, it was wild. It's awesome. Yeah, that was that really was a blowout. I don't know why the Lions were they were good every other year then. They were pretty good. They had some bad years too, but they had some good teams. Plus the parking lot, so everybody everybody was all in one in place. that spot. And don't forget that, you know, so many people had memories that when it when it ended, it was, you know, we we had to put a lot of things to share. Yeah. Memories of the Pontiac Silverdome in rustic Pontiac, Michigan. <laughs> oh, that's easy. Like, my Silverdome memory, my best one, is from a Lions game in 95 
Right after Barry scores, the big screen shows this chick with huge jugs cheering. <laughs> and I'm hoping, you know. You know. Anyways, <laughs> as soon as she realizes she's on the screen, almost by an instinct, she pulls up a top. No bra, perfect t- big fat ass 42 double F's. <laughs> Nipples like sand dollars. Well, you know me, I'm a sucker for a big pair of tubes. I pop a rod. Anyways, seven years later, she's my wife of four years and the mother of our twin daughters who are six. <laughs> I guess that's like my favorite Silver Dome memory and sh- <laughs> It's like it's like 90% true that happened. <laughs> I'm pretty sure it did. These are based on real things. Oh god. Well, so he um, told me that the hot tub is still in existence and it's in shed 5 at the Eastern Market. Who told you that? Um Neil Wayne. The hot tub that came out to the Silverdome? Yep. Yeah, that was another still running the hot tub. It was a huge incident. Buddy, are you here, Neil? <laughs> because we tracked down the Trump's strip club bus, right? That was traveling around. We we're just kind of like, "Get over here! Come on over here!" And and the girls were like, "Oh my god, a hot tub!" And of course, they were dressed in almost nothing, and they stripped down to almost nothing, and they jumped in the hot tub. And the next thing, they were making out like crazy, and then people were standing on cars watching them. Wow! Well, hell and yeah. That, Resulted yeah, in yeah. significant Expulsion. security <laughs> upgrade. Look at this. Look at that. This is the video sign. I was telling you about. It'll be it'll be uh, in in the show notes. But God, it was just it was so I never wild. saw that one. Oh, <laughs> it looks like a dick. Yeah, giant dicks. Just. Huge! Oh my god! It's like yeah. people took sheets and they decided to make signs out of like. Well, you uh, told sheets. you told the listeners to display them not during the game, just during a two-minute warning, right? I think it was at the end of the third quarter. Wow! And oh my god! The problem was. Blows with butt Mike! Butt Mike! <laughs> the problem was the cameras could not not get one of the signs in, and they said Drew blows, and they had. Drawings of penises and stuff. <laughs> and so I was escorted out what? immediately. Why? I, mean, I know. It was a point. I couldn't believe they found me. I was in the end zone. I was like in the middle of the end zone, okay. and somebody just came down. And there's two guys waiting, like, get out of here. Did, get you, out did here. you play dumb? Really? Like, hmm? yeah, me or that guy? Drew blows and butt Mike swallows. And uh, I could hear people on the radio, though, as I was being escorted, saying, you know, get that sign down in section, whatever. They they couldn't show the extra point. (laughs) Serious. I don't even know if I believe that. Any other radio station in this town had that sort of? No, I don't think so. That's pretty. Let's do it again. It was December 17th, 1995. Time to do it again. It was 95. Oh, is that a shirt wow. going up? There is that a shirt for shirt? Hopefully. Oh, she's actually, yeah. oh it, it is. Is it true? Oh my god! Damn. Let's see if people go crazy. Yeah, she took her shirt off! <laughs> given given the, the banners butt good. <laughs> Alrighty. Wow. wow, that was a nice detour. Those were the days, man. So not too long after that, this just came out the other day and was also in Brandon's prep. Brandon, knows somebody close any of your prep, Brandon? Yes. Are you proud? Even though Trudy so assiduously avoids your prep? No, I do not. I just don't ever remember what's okay, in it. Okay, Trudy. No! Quiz? Uh, yes. Oh, yeah. the Brandon's no. prep quiz. Oh. Yes, put your phone down. No. Yeah, put phone your phone down. down. Did you down. look at Brandon's prep today? Drew, she, she's looking at it right now. Trudy! Eyes away. Drew took her phone. Drew took her phone away. I can't believe you did that. <laughs> There's no way you saw Trudy, all of it. Trudy, that's outrageous. I, I, 
<laughs> Why does she think it's okay to cheat? Pop quiz, Trudy. Which person has recently been uh, attacked as being a Grinch? Um. Wait, okay. Give me a few clues. Trudy, a local individual. Local, you should have seen this. Local Grinch, and the, the the TV story on it was fucking fantastic. Did you see the TV coverage, Drew? I didn't. I'm excited to see it. Oh, since Trudy tells me what it is, we're gonna pull it up because it's hilarious. Fuck that shit. Oh, I have no idea. I have no Trudy. F an idea. Did not look at Brandon's prep. I, I mean, I, Brandon just gave you the biggest hint ever. No, I was really, I was about to punch Brandon. I was I thought, so mad. No, I thought that was too <laughs> obvious. <laughs> really? Uh, but punch, if you just look at the prep, just punch him anyway, Drew. <laughs> I don't want to punch Brandon. Well, let's see the news story. Oh, you know what? I did see this earlier today. I did. <laughs> no, Brandon's prep. Yeah, this is like prep last week. <laughs> <laughs> Trudy will not give in to the I, fact that she didn't read his prep. What is that? I got to tell you, my favorite part of this. Pause it real quick. My favorite part is the, the first real opening shot, you know, starts with a drone over Warren because it's about jump outs, is him holding the sign. They actually got him to pose. With it's the, the funniest sign. picture they did? ever. This might need to be our show picture. Yes. Is he the most thin skinned person yes. in America? Yes. And, what, and, yeah, watch this listen to the story. This is funny. You're a mean one, <laughs> Mr. Grinch. Fouts holding the sign. I don't believe so. But apparently somebody at Warren City Hall believes Mayor Jim Fouts is a Grinch. Yeah, while it, I guess it's viewed as some sort of a joke, it's mm-hmm. kind of an unprofessional thing to do. Not really? <laughs> Saturday night, Warren's festive He's... Christmas tree lighting. Oh, not during the Christmas tree lighting. But about 5.30 Saturday night, this man takes out a paper. It's tape on it. <laughs> They've gone through the surveillance. <laughs> the they have footage. Hall. It was found the following Monday morning. And taken down. And this certainly isn't something that... Which means that they went, okay, I want you to go three days back and look through the surveillance and find out who put this little piece of paper of the Grinch with my face on it. He tasks someone to do that. city resources to find out who put his face (laughs) as the Grinch in a little taped piece of paper on the front window where he goes in. I love how they have the video and they have it circled like, this is the monster that put the Grinch. (laughs) To the outside of City Hall. It was found the following Monday morning and taken down. And this certainly isn't something that you would expect a professional to do, least of all the city council. The beard looks great. Disputed, Some of the good sense of humor. Jeff Schroeder is the Warren City Council's oh, attorney. It's call him? Him his number. Is there any question in your <laughs> mind that it's Jeff Schroeder, the person that represents Warren City Council, that put that up? It appears to me, based upon the video, uh, that it's a dead ringer for Mr. Schroeder. Calls and no. texts to Mr. Schroeder were made, but he did not respond before this deadline. <laughs> you should blame Adobe Mayor. Yeah, no, he did. that guy did come out, and he made this statement right mm-hmm. here. Mm-hmm. No, that was not me on the tape. But that was a manufactured, engineered tape by, you can do it by Adobe software. Should, he should just say that. Oh, my God. That no, would be- not only is he thin-skinned about it, and not only does he make people go back through to find out who did it, he gets really vindictive in this piece. Well, let's see the rest of it. In at least eight I'm different frightened. lawsuits. Is this a crime? I don't know. I guess the legal department will look at it. Oh, my God. Oh, waste more time. What it is, but for an attorney who I believe is a partner at Plunkett Cooney, I'm not sure this (laughs) is what Plunkett Cooney, a major law firm, he's trying to get him fired. A call was made to Plunkett Cooney, but I was referred to Councilwoman Mindy Moore's Facebook page. She did tell me that she would make a sizable donation to the Salvation Army if someone would play did a she? little prank on the mayor by <laughs> she did. a flyer on the bulletin board at City Hall. 
She thanked the mayor for being a good sport. However, the mayor said he's had no contact with Councilwoman Moore. Christmas is a family time. It's a time to celebrate the birth of Jesus Christ. It's a time to bring people oh, together. Stop. And I'm not quite sure this brings people together. Yeah, it did. That is yeah. great. Yeah, we're all laughing. laughing at you. Fox By the way, mm. he's got that gigantic framed picture of himself. Can that's, you imagine a, how much that so costs? Great. Is that a picture or a painting? Oh, I don't know. Could you go be a back? Portrait, I think it, yeah. It's a portrait, right? <laughs> Is that I a think it's a portrait. You look at the look like look brush at, strokes there. Whoa, oh, Lord! <laughs> oh my God, you're right. That's yeah, look- an Olin Mills one. See the little bottom corner. That's a, that's a cranky looking portrait. Jeez. <laughs> but look, I mean, that's pretty big. I mean, that that costs a lot of money too. I kind of yeah. want to make a donation if somebody does it again. <laughs> <laughs> Do you want to call that guy? Wow. That picture, not so flattering there. Yeah, we could call him. Loretta used to be a partner at Plunkett Cooney. Yes, she did, yep. Oh, that's right. Yeah, Loretta Novak. Yeah. So we know they're a class organization, whether well, this guy they... had a little fun or not. <laughs> we know they have a sense of humor, because she was she had a good sense of humor. Yeah, I'm, I'm thinking this should get them some more business. <laughs> so ridiculous. It's publicity for the firm. How many people really were angry at Plunkett Cooney? No one, just him. Up, oh, it's probably after hours, isn't it? I thought it was a cell phone. <laughs> wow, he's pretty butthurt. Sorry, Jeffrey like Schroeder is not I'd available. Like Record your message I'll leave a message. Tone. When you are finished, hang up or press pound for more options. Hello, Mr. Schroeder. This is Drew from the Drew and Mike Show, and we just wanted to uh, reward you. For putting up the Grinch picture, oh, if of that was him, we allegedly, don't know allegedly, 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 been allegedly. No, I was going to say that. Uh, if indeed you are the person that did that, we uh, brilliant. To give you all the credit in the world, or if you can comment on it, or maybe even issue some sort of a denial, <laughs> or otherwise, for some reason, your name keeps coming up. You got the, your law firm mentioned twice in Charlie Langdon's story, so I don't know. Good I can't believe this is really this big a deal, but hopefully, with the passage of all this time, maybe you can call us back. Thank you, and I apologize if you have nothing to do with this horrible incident. And Merry Christmas. (laughs) Yes. That reminds me. Hoey. Merry Hoey sold out. Wow. Yeah. With a magic bag, we ought to get a Christmas card from them. Two of their biggest shows this year, (laughs) Gary Hoey and WATP. Are they among the venues that are world-acclaimed? Besides Pine Knob and the Fox. And um, I think it's world acclaimed. <laughs> I mean, it should be world acclaimed. The yeah. bag is awesome. Oh, it really I is. And I'd, I hadn't been backstage in a while since the Hedgehog was there. Right. Ron Jeremy doing his great stand-up. <laughs> but the backstage is really nice. And they brought food back there. They were, those guys are, you know, they've got the isotopes. They play a lot of venues. So they were really impressed. Yeah, it was great. All right, Jack Sweeney, um, who is tracking Elon's jet says he has been shadow banned on Twitter. Mm-hmm. How true this is or is not, uh, certainly an interesting development. Of course, you could just remove him from Twitter. He's not but... removed. You can still find it. But I believe that Jack thinks that uh, the, the forces behind Elon Musk and his new uh, ownership of Twitter are suppressing his account. <gasps> I wonder how he can tell. I wonder how easy it is to oh, tell. Oh, he can tell anything, right? Well, yeah, you're right. He could. Sweeney can. You know, I read where uh, James Woods, 
was popping off the real James Woods. Uh-huh. He said that since Elon Musk is on Twitter, he has 100,000 more people following him. Oh, my God. Really? So he feels he was definitely suppressed, huh. which wouldn't surprise me. He's a pretty major smartass. On the right. Did Jack say you would come on? Yeah. You did? Hmm. I was texting with him earlier. That's Your funny. Your call has been forwarded yeah. to an automated voice messaging system. Because frequently Three. we don't ask in advance, and he does come on. <laughs> uh, one day we do ask in advance. Three. He's MIA. Two. Not available. Hmm. At the co- tone, please record your message. When you've finished recording, you may hang up or press one for more options. Swains! <laughs> Jack! <laughs> Drew and Mike show, we want to know about the shadow banning, if indeed you've been shadow banned from Twitter by Mr. Elon Musk. No, you're not intimidated by these things because you're Jack Sweeney. <laughs> anyway, please call us back, Jack. We were hoping to talk to you. Sweet. Tell me, tell me that you oh wait for me. Hold me like you never let me go. All right, so... Shouldn't that song end with the sound of him crashing? (laughs) Yes. Leaving on an experimental plane. That was was the hit version. (laughs) Isn't that the hit version of that song? Great version. What are you talking about? It was. I don't know how many versions there were, but I think that was... When I was growing up, I believe that was a hit. Anyway, uh, so... Also, from Brandon's Prep, which Trudy did not read. Did you get her phone back yet? No. (laughs) No, you didn't. You hit it. (laughs) Trudy, don't look at it. Well... She's going to hear the prep now. Right. Kwame. Oh, yeah, I know. Story last week. No, you don't know the story because you don't read Brandon's prep. (laughs) It was available nowhere else. It was exclusive (laughs) in Brandon's prep. Kwame still owes the IRS a shit ton of money. Okay, he had. This is is what I, I can't get over. That between 2003 and 2008, when he was mayor the entire time, he paid no federal taxes. Yeah. $624,000 $624,000 he owes. Then he owes $1.7 million to the water department. Then I was like, wait, I know he's got another debt. The city. He owes the city money. Remember, people were always going, did he pay the city this month? Which he never did. He owed the city $1.5 million, which was satisfied when they seized money from Bobby Ferguson. Yeah. What does Bobby Ferguson have to do with his debt? I don't know. How don't does that work? I don't understand that at all. It made no sense to me. No. Then the other... Utterly annoying thing was they said, and we, we talked about this too, which was in Brandon's Prep and Brandon's Prep only. So Trudy heard it first on this show, not in Brandon's Prep. Kwame <laughs> was attempting to crowdsource $880,000 for a new house for America's guest, Kwame Kilpatrick. Mm. No, that seemed to be Hell the, yeah. That seemed to be the thing that really pissed off the IRS. Like that was the final straw. He was requesting, if you remember, blocks of $8,000. Like, it's too much trouble to do, you know, dollars and tens and twenty. We need $8,000 blocks, okay? Yeah, right. What? $8,000 blocks? Why did he think people would give him $880,000? They always have. Because people have always given him money. But he's been to prison. He's been 
convicted of stealing money from many, many different people. Why? Who would still give him money? Carmanos. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe. Why did you just ask him? <laughs> yeah, save a lot of trouble. Anyway, it turns out that people did make donations. Now, I don't know a if very they were big. few. Yeah, I don't think they were huge, but the IRS went for the crowdsourcing money and it was drained already. Mm-hmm. He'd already removed it. Of course he had. Mm-hmm. What a prick. But that kind of goes along nicely with the uh, little musical piece we got. Somebody somebody did a uh, musical version of Huel's reading of the text messages. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. With uh, Kwame's hell yeah thrown in as the hook. I thought it was pretty good. <laughs> did you like it, Brandon? I did. Love and lust. Love and lust. Christine Beatty writes, Can I just come and lay down in your room until you get back? Kilpatrick responds, Yes. The next morning, Kilpatrick, they were right outside the door, referring to the mayor's bodyguards. They had to have heard everything. Beatty, so we are officially busted. Uh-huh. The mayor, ha-ha. It's got a porn baseline. Never busted. Busted is what you see. Ha-ha. Beatty, ha-ha. Damn. So they have to walk in before you can see Busted. Ha ha. The mayor? <laughs> Hell yeah. Walk in. Last night when I was laying on your shoulder in the car and you held my face and sang whatever song it was, that felt so good. He can't remember. It was the just song. one of those little moments when you just made me fall some more. Hell yeah. I'm feeling like I want another night, like the most recent Saturday at the Residence Inn. You made me feel so damn good that night. The mayor responds, Hell yeah. I feel that we can do that in West Virginia and just relax together. I need you so bad. I want to wake up in the morning and you are there. Make it happen. Love it. (laughs) Make it happen. I've been dreaming all day about having you all to myself for three days. Relaxing, laughing, talking, sleeping, and making Making love. love. Hell yeah. May 5th, 2003. (laughs) The mayor writes, that's the first time that I couldn't fully seduce you. My game is off. (laughs) Thanks for the conversation and the QT. Love you. BD responds, ha ha, your game is way on, baby. You had me at hello. Jerry Maguire, 2000. Ha ha, I just didn't want to get caught. Hell yeah. Love and lust. Love and lust. Love and lust. Wow. Huel needs to make that his ringtone when <laughs> <laughs> someone calls him. Play this at my funeral! Oh, that was lovely. Don't you love the porno bass line? It worked really well. It's a really good bass yeah. line. Yeah. Sounds like a number one hit tune, all right. I think it was the only way to go. Do-do-do-do-do. So the, uh, the free press today, Teresa Baldus, I realize the show is very Michigan-centric so far, but we'll, we'll get around. We'll get around to all of it for those of you who are not located in Michigan, which is some of the audience. This is a nationwide story. Though. It is a big story. Um, Ethan Crumley, of course, shot up Oxford High, killing four and shooting many, many more. And for some reason, you know, I saw the headline, Oxford staffers break silence on what happened as the shooting unfolded. And my first thought was, what do you mean breaking silence? Yeah. It was over a year ago. Why is everything such a secret? Well, that that's the most appalling thing in this, and, and they're, they're not breaking their silence to the paper or the media. They're no. breaking their silence because they were deposed. Yeah, so they lawsuit. did anything. They, they, they had no choice. They did everything but break their silence yeah. because they're not speaking to anyone yeah. except for when they were sued. They had no choice. So yeah, this is a deposition from Ven Johnson's law firm, uh, who are suing 
among other the, these people who are deposed, or at least their part, or their recollections are important to it. And their texts. So, Alison Karpinski, who said early on that she had a gut feeling was Ethan Crumbly. I think it was more than a gut feeling, but she said that she was told not to write anything down by attorneys and by her union representative. That's appalling. What the fuck is that? Appalling. Because that's about money and not getting, you know, sued and getting in trouble. Yeah, let's not uh, let's not try to make sure this never happens again or no, anything no, like that. Now no, it's about money. Or get to the bottom of it or find out who may have failed. Oh, that's right. We don't want to know who failed, did we? That's that's incredible, and I'm almost surprised she repeated that. So she may have had strong feelings about it too, because these people. Oh, I don't think she liked that at all. I mean, but she's one of the people being sued. If you're caught in the middle of this, I would imagine that you're probably very scared to say anything because you know how the law works. You know how you can suddenly be hit with a giant judgment or something because you just happen to say the wrong thing or you said something that was not in your own interest. Although in in these cases, I think these people are are. You know, for the most part, on the outside, because they're teachers, Allison Karpinski and Jacqueline Kubina. But are, they're they're both two people individually being sued, though, right? I I'm not sure they're being sued. I just know they were deposed. Okay. And you know, they may well be, but it seems to me they reported Ethan Crumley. They reported what he did in their classes. Uh, Jacqueline, Jacqueline uh, Kubina said, "We said it." Uh, he flies under the radar. I think she means the school's radar. She would reported today earlier that he was looking at bullets in her classroom on his cell phone, and she reported it. Ven Johnson is suing Karpinski and five other school officials who had contact with Ethan Crumbly before the shooting. Are, um, are these two teachers, they are officials, not just teachers, apparently? Karpinski and Kubina? Yeah. They are just teachers. They're just and teachers. They're, they're, they're the teachers. I'm not sure that, why they'd be sued. They are the teachers that reported him the day before, not the day of, because remember, the, the, he was searching for bullets and whatnot. Four months earlier, Ethan. I, I imagine, sorry, Drew, I imagine they're being sued, right, to get a deposition. Uh, maybe. Uh, four months earlier, Ethan made a self portrait of himself with a gun in his hand as part of a class assignment. Jacqueline. Kubina asked students to name two areas they wanted to improve on their next essay. This is actually the day of, I think, and he got a C, and he wrote twice, don't need to, which I assume is his way of saying that I'm not going to be taking any fucking tests or right. being great about any fucking thing. But the fact that he made a self-portrait with a, with a gun in his hand four months earlier? Oh, I mean, red flags yeah, everywhere. Exactly. Um, ignore red flags, huh? Do you see his goal for the semester, too? After the don't need to, she wanted people to write down um, the goal they had for themselves before the semester ended, and his was survive. Oh, yeah. I only wrote down oh what I God. thought was... Oh, my God. He's so deep. ...was worthy, but... Oh, God. Kabina was evacuated to Meyer originally, and she and Karpinski are texting... The, the two ladies are texting each other back and forth. I hope you're safe. And then the other lady says, yes, are you... Karpinski says, yes, keep this on the extra down low, but it was Ethan. Kubina, how did you find out? Did they talk to him today? Karpinski, yep, with parents as well. Kubina, I'm glad we said something. I can't believe it. Karpinski, sure, same. I would have never forgiven myself. Then later on that night, Karpinski texts, I couldn't bring myself to leave without asking the principal, was it Ethan Crumley? Um, at which point the principal put his hands up and said, I cannot say a word about anything. 
Oh, Why would on. you? How could you possibly think about illegal yeah. about saying something at that point? That's to your staff, weird. To your staff to one one of the teachers that actually reported them. Yeah, who's doing? You know, they're doing their job. I find that really unnerving that that people at that level would feel that way. Karpinski to the principal. Just know that I reported him this morning. Jacqueline did yesterday. So if you need us to stay, let us know. Almost sounds like no, I don't want you around. Is what it sounds like. Yeah. I mean the the attitude. So uh, then they're discussing the backpack via text, the two of them that night. They couldn't search his bag, Karpinski. I don't know if they had the right to or didn't think of it. That's why they were beating themselves up about this. And she's referring to Pam Fine, the anti-bullying coordinator. So they have all these new positions. They're supposed to go along with this stuff. Sean Hopkins, the school counselor, is the other one she's referring to. At the end of the day, it's not their fault. It's Ethan's. I agree with her largely, but after knowing everything we know, I, know. I mean, yeah, what is your job? Why is there a job if the person isn't going to fully do that job? Well, what is your, your job is protecting students, not covering your ass. Exactly. So, well, that's what's tough because these two, these two seem like they did do their job right, as right. much as they could. Not, yeah, but the principal is like, no, no, I can't say anything about that. Yeah, I can't say anything. They didn't know the dean and counselor who sent him back to class, or that others had also reported him. Yeah. 8.35 p.m. post-shooting, Karpinski sent Kabina Ethan's screenshot made the night before the shooting on Instagram. It's Ethan, Black Death, Now I Become Death, the Destroyer of Worlds. See you tomorrow, Oxford. Oh now, this is, what, this is what so many of the kids and parents were talking about in the days following, that they saw these things on, they were scared shitless that they didn't want to go to school, that somebody didn't want to send their kid to school. Somebody else said, yeah, I didn't know if any of it was true, and so on and so forth. So this was being, it seems almost like it was being kept a secret. Uh, Kabina, I told them about the journal too. The journal is another thing that um, apparently people were, had been made aware of the fact that he's keeping a journal and it was on the bathroom floor after the shooting. He said... I will cause the biggest school shooting in Michigan's history. We're almost done with this, Brandon. Was it Jack? No. Oh, it wasn't. Who was it? It's the attorney. Schroeds? Yeah. Schroeds? Schroeds! Is he going to talk? Yeah. Oh. Cool. I will cause the biggest school shooting in Michigan's history. My parents won't listen to me about help or a therapist. The first victim has to be a pretty girl with a future so she can suffer like me. Hey, a little side note. Doesn't that hurt his parents' case? Yeah. That's the second thing that has come out about him that really hurts his parents. Case the other being that it, the gun was not locked up. And by the way, his parents can go fuck off. This whole thing about we're not flight risks. It's like, oh you my fled, god, you fled that day. You're in the textbook definition. Sorry, Drew. Continue. Yeah, their pictures. They bought him right. a gun for his fifteenth birthday. He was bragging about it on social media, which I'm amazed. None of these social media things. Sometimes those things are stories in and of themselves. Well. So is no one looking at his social media when oh, all of this loser. shit was going on? Was it 60 Minutes, um, that revelatory piece last night on uh, oh, I, Instagram? And, I saw it. I mean, it's nothing new, but we all know that that's going on. But yeah. you're no, not, we not know supposed we're to just have, not doing anything about it. We just don't Content care. moderators to keep people from posting things about self-harm, and all of that was on Instagram? <laughs> wow. Well, the 60 Minutes story... There's 1,200 people who have lawsuits against social media, almost all of them involving their children's deaths. Right. I mean, that's a lot. And in fact, 
it sounds like it, right now 150 of them are going forward, but it sounds like most of them will go forward. They're not going to be dismissed. Mm -hmm. So then uh, Pam Fine, who was the anti-bullying coordinator, uh, until someone has walked in our shoes, until someone knows what it's like to hear gunshots and look at murdered children and not have your children come home, no one can judge us on how we're handling things. Well, I don't think anyone would judge anyone about how they're handling it, but before this happened, this whole system was set up, and supposedly everyone was trained on it and knew exactly what was supposed to happen, how many people were supposed to participate, and a lot of those things did not happen. So that the shooting has nothing to do with what happened before the shooting. Sorry. Sorry, Pam. And also the, uh, the security woman is being sued, too. That mm -hmm. was just mentioned in there because she's the one who thought it was a test. She thought it was a, a drill. I don't believe that. I don't either. I think that's the excuse. She went in the bathroom where Ethan was she sitting with his gun yeah. and a dead student. Uh, she thought it was a drill? Yeah. Really? Well, wouldn't she be? Wouldn't she have been notified that there was a drill going on if you're the Fuck school yeah. security officer? No, I thought that was all. I think that was just bullshit. And I bet you, in this within the story, I have a feeling the the business of covering your ass is going on all over oh, the place. Yeah. It was so clear from the story. Yeah. Now, one of the things that also was upsetting about the story, and I read a lot of the comments, and I noticed that a lot of people, not a lot, but some people felt that. Oh, can you please shut up with this story? Haven't we heard all this? And oh, come on! I don't think that's true. I think a lot of there was some new things in there. Some of it's repeat, but it's a very big story. I think the the people commenting were implying that uh, oh, it's just gonna make some other kid do it. So I, I don't Wait, know why what? people feel well. That's gonna make a copycat. Yeah, I oh, think that's fuck off. as if there aren't a million reasons yeah, for there it, to be it, copycats already. Yeah, they could find any reason. Give me a break. But I was a little miffed. That in the deposition, I think it was the deposition, there was all this bitching about, yeah, the, the cops didn't come in five minutes because a number of people were quoted saying the cops got there in five minutes. And the one that was deposed, and maybe it was Pam Fine, maybe it, it wasn't. It was Pam Fine. She said, they weren't there for nine minutes. And me and the, the, the other she said they the were counselor paying, paying. ran into the school and they wouldn't come. Yeah, that's what she said. I mean, that's her story. Well... Why would you run in the building without the police? And by the way, the police know how to respond. Police are trained on how to respond to this, too. So why would you not well, wait I mean, for the police? How do you know the police I, I didn't mean, have to get certain equipment ready? Or How about the irony of her, you know, talk, telling us how they've responded? Like, you, unless you walk a mile in our shoes, you don't know oh, how to fuck respond. fuck her. That's and then, bullshit. And then she flips and does the same thing about the police officers that are there who are trained to handle it a certain way. You know what I mean? You well, whether they were there in five minutes or nine minutes, that's no, pretty she's, quick. She's saying and that they, they wouldn't go in. It's like, well, I, I don't know what they're they training. Go in. They went in. They went in and they got him. I'm we just, know that. I'm just saying the irony's not lost on what she's saying there. Yeah, it's a lot of, well, a lot of it's people. A lot of finger pointing at this. They want to have a junction. career down the road, just like, yeah. you know, the uh, the woman who called up and, and told that cider company that they have this evil employee who's uh who's trying to you know yeah. hurt teachers on facebook yeah. and then when it turns out oh that's a lot of bullshit and she shouldn't have lost her job and so the school got sued and then she's transferred to another school yes, or like, just yeah. got another job trying just to get like someone that. fired just like the mayor of warren <laughs> outing uh schrodes we're gonna plunk it you want to call schrodes back yeah right now absolutely schrodes. we had his office number so he gave me a cell oh ah, cool was he? Uh, does he uh, seem to be owning up to this I incident? Sounds like he's ready to break his silence. It does. It 
It sounds like he's, I, I don't know, he was accused, not charged. That's fucking great. <laughs> what, would, what would be Fout's revenge, then? What's Schrode's first name? Jeffrey. Jeff. I don't know. Well, how can he hurt? Yeah. Well, I guess mentioning Plunkett Cooney. Jeff. Twice Jeff. on the story. This is Jeff. Schroeds. Hey, Jeff. How you doing, hey. man? Uh, it's doing Drew. great. Good, good. It's Drew and Mark and Trudy and Brandon here from the Drew and Mike show. And um, we were just watching the story on the show as we record here. Where, uh, where Mayor Fouts is mentioning Plunkett Cooney as many times as he can to Charlie Langdon. Um, <laughs> did you, did yes. you see the story? Yeah, you know, I'm going to apply for the firm's marketing award this year because <laughs> he's mentioned her name so many times. Uh, between, between the Charlie Langdon show and his State of the City speech this year, you know, the State of the City where he gets 500 yeah. people at the Andiamo Ballroom. and He mentioned Plunkett Cooney about five times. Oh. Uh at that event as well. So, hey, can, the, um, can the state of the city just, can that only be done at Andiamo's or I mean, is ah, yes, that's the law. It has to be done only at venues. Yeah, yeah, okay. <laughs> um, why that's, do you, that's, that's the only place that has like oh, that's the only place in Warren that has like a back door entrance where he can come in and out without having to talk to everybody. <laughs> oh, what a joke! <laughs> yeah. Now, why did he mention Plunkett so. Plunk Cooney five times in the state of the city? Well, first of all, you know, he's accusing me of doing this. And I, I saw the video uh, on Fox 2, and I will say it was a rather handsome-looking guy uh, in the video. But, uh, Clearly. But, you know, he looked, he, looked, he looked a little heavier than me. So, uh, you know, maybe, they, maybe the camera puts on 10 pounds. I'm not sure. Well, but, I, you know. I'd like to know, how, did, how could he possibly identify you? I saw the circle over the guy, but then I saw your picture. I'm yeah. like, how could he possibly tell that was you? Can you explode well, it? I don't know. They, 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 they pieced two things together and came to a conclusion. I was about to say, you know, Mayor Fouts has the technology in his ID department <laughs> that they could all be teleport to, to make a uh, video, right? Yes. I'm thinking, I, and I'm investigating right now, this is possibly a deep fake video. Oh, so, my. Adobe Sellafler. Yes, he was on Adobe Sellafler. That was years ago. Yes. Of course, when all those tapes yes. were coming out with him making racial slurs that were done in some voice that sounded like his, thanks to... Adobe Selma Flair, I, I believe. Was that what he called? Adobe Selma Flair. Adobe Selma Flair. So, um, okay, so what is, why would he immediately blame you and Plunkett Cooney? Is there some kind of a rub between Mayor Fouts and Plunkett Cooney? Have you guys been in a suit with him or something? Well, we have been in eight different lawsuits. By the way, we've prevailed in all of them so far <laughs> where it has come to a decision. So he failed to mention we prevailed in every lawsuit, and it has to do with him just not respecting the laws or charter in the city because he thinks he's, you know, Lord God Almighty in the, the city king. of Warren. And, yeah. and you know, we have a charter and we have laws. And, you know, but if he wants something, he wants it and he's going to get it. And just and just so, for clarity, I, when you say we, it's the Warren City Councils who you represent. Right. Yeah, okay. yeah, I represent the city council. We were brought on in 2020, uh, a couple of years ago, to represent them when the city attorney was, you know, just rubber stamping the mayor's desires and... <laughs> Since that point in time, we've been in court. In fact, I was in court this morning uh, in Macomb County Circuit Court on a matter. And, you know, we prevailed in every case. So he's kind of upset that we're on a winning streak here. So <laughs> he thought this was an opportunity to jab me in my law firm, uh, which he takes. 
you just Google Plunkett Cooney and Pulse, it comes up. We have a marketing director at our firm, and once a week he's emailing, you know, these Google alerts, you know, saying, oh, my gosh, you're in the news again. The mayor's mentioning your name. And uh, like I said, I, I think I might win the marketing award this year. It seems like he should be putting your face up as the Grinch since yeah. he's losing every time. I mean, why? I don't yeah. Know. I would think he'd feel bad about himself, not you. Well, He's the one you're losing. not looking at the good things he's <laughs> <No. I've> done. <laughs> well, you know, he did say to Charlie, you know, they think there may have been some potential law violated here by whoever this person was that scotch taped the little yeah, Grinch law? meme on the city hall. But uh, I, I, I heard they, they dusted this thing for fingerprints over at the police station because what? they spent all day Tuesday. They spent all day Tuesday at city hall going through hours of footage to see oh, who the hell geez. did it, right? Yeah. And then after they think they identified who did it, they, they brought Charlie in and, you know, it's all over the news, right? Yep. And then they sent it over to the police department evidence technician to dust this thing for fingerprints. So Really? I think I think they might have Charlie's fingerprints, the mayor's, maybe Amanda Mika, maybe her fingerprints. Oh. Right? <laughs> I don't know who that, Interesting. Yeah, I, we- could, I could tell you this much. Uh, uh, if I was there Saturday, I was wearing gloves, okay? Yeah. No. Uh-huh. <laughs> Jeff, uh, what what is Amanda Mika's official title? Executive administrator. That's- so she, oh gosh, it's a good question. That was litigated a couple of years ago. I think uh, she was executive assistant, then she became executive administrator. Gosh, you got me on that. I'd have to look it up. But no, it does seem to change. Is she is she, is she executive lover or girlfriend? Uh, well, Escort. I, you know, I don't. Some, I, some people have said that. I have no firsthand knowledge of that. I see what you see. Um, <laughs> and, you know, I've raised my eyebrows a few times. There's so. a lawyer answer right there. Yeah, well, I, it is kind of <laughs> weird to see. Uh, she's, what, 30 years old or something? I think so. Yeah. I mean, I she's 30s, probably a little older, than little older than maybe 35. Yeah. I mean, Mayor Fouts is certainly yeah. hot as hell. He has gotten so much hotter in the last five years. It's amazing. Have you noticed a transformation in his hotness? He has really <laughs> upped his game well, with his cool glasses. Well, he's got the Bono glasses, you know, he brought back the beard he had in the 80s, and certainly, if you look at the old pictures of him with the beard, it was not as befitting as it is on him now, so I guess I can't argue with that. It's a lot darker, though, too. um, I'm in my 30s. How come I have more grays than Jim Fouts, who's in his 80s? Because you're not not as virile. He should be he should be putting in plugs for just for men, not Plunkett Cooney. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they certainly earned it. Or, um, or Shinola, whatever it is. I don't know. Can, can you give us one example, Jeff, of a case that, that Plunkett Cooney has helped the city council prevail against Mayor Fouts? Just the kind of stuff that you end up in yeah. court with him about? Yeah, I'll give you the best example. Um, so uh, the city council was concerned about all these television ads on broadcast TV that oh, were yeah. running over and over and over. Hello, I'm Mayor Fouts. Come oh, to Warren. We're a clean and safe city. You terrible. Know? Yes. Blah, blah, blah. Yep. yep. And so that's that. That wasn't a PSA, you know, where you know WDIV is letting him run mm-hmm. ads. I didn't think so. It was paid advertising by the city of Warren. What? And so they were they were paying for this hundreds of thousands of dollars in taxpayer dollars for these television ads, so he could promote himself. He's all allegedly right. saying he's promoting the city, but it's all about him. You know, you don't see. You know, oh, it's all about him. Of officials course. in the city, it's all about him. Yeah, but is that and illegal? So, I mean, if it's approved in the budget, yeah. what what's wrong with that? 
Uh, well, it's ridiculous. Well, you're no, don't get me wrong. Nobody does that. True. It's totally ridiculous. The Nobody does that. But you see municipalities uh, advertise. How, yeah. yeah, how do you differentiate yeah. between it, whether it's benefiting him or it's yeah. benefiting the city legally? Well, that we, did, we don't have to, Trudy, because you just said it. The council cut it from the budget. Oh. Okay, the council cut all that from the budget. He had a $600,000 line item or more for what was called contractual services in the downtown development authority for the budget year. They cut it. Yeah, exactly. They cut it to zero. They zeroed out the line item. And the mayor said, he said, we're not going to go with the council's budget this year. We're going to go with my budget. And they started spending the money and they spent over four or $500,000 on these TV ads. What? And so we went to the Macomb County circuit court. And this was in April of this year. We received a temporary restraining order to prevent him from spending money that wasn't in the budget. And we got a final order saying he violated the budget and he's under an ongoing injunction order to not spend that money. Um, but he's already spent the four or $500,000. It wasn't allocated. So we are now trying to do an audit of the DDA so we can get that audit report to the State Department of Treasury. And he's blocking the audit. We had to file another lawsuit to get him to comply with the audit. So they turn over the records to the auditor to show that he spent money that wasn't in the budget. So, yes, it was cut from the budget. And he's like, well, we're going with my budget this year. But, you know, he was a high school government teacher, right? Yes. Decades. Yep. He should know that the council has the power of the purse. It's like the legislature. He's the mayor. He can't just spend the money without it being approved in the budget. Okay, Jeff, I'm sure you're ahead of me on this, but um, personally, it seems to me if he's ignoring council's budget and is just using his own, then why doesn't he have to reimburse the $500,000 to the taxpayers of Warren that he spent on commercials? In the state law, we're trying to get this to the Department of Treasury, which has some oversight authority. They can order corrective action. Of course, I call the state, you know, Department of Treasury, great department. um, And they're like, well, you're right. We, can, we have remedies here, but you have to give us an audit report. So they're not going to take a letter from Plunkett Cooney or any lawyer or any council member. They need, under their laws and rules, the Department of Treasury needs an audit. So we're like, okay, council votes. We're going to do a special independent audit. so We can get an audit report about overspending on the budget, and we'll send that to the Department of Treasury. Then they can take corrective action. Well, we hire the auditor. He won't turn over the records. Oh. So now we're in court to get the records turned over. Can, so can you, can you just Jeff- like one thing leads to the next. As someone who's in the middle of this, can you at least give me some explanation as why, because it always seems this way, that he just considers Warren to be his own personal fiefdom and he can do whatever the bleep he wants. What what do you think? Is it because he gets such a high percentage of votes that he just thinks he can get away with this? You think that's why? I think that historically, I think that was historically the case. Uh, If you go back to 2011 and 2015, he had over 80 percent of the vote. But if you go back to 2019, which was the last election, he fell from 80 plus percent of the vote down to 56 or 57 percent of the vote. What was it? So he had a big drop. What was the big difference? Why do you think he went from 80 to 56? Because stuff like this. Between 2015 and 2019, he got pummeled with videos, audios (laughs) and other, you know, it was just one thing after the other. And uh, a 30 point drop is pretty significant, Hell yeah. although it wasn't enough to to end him. But the new city council came in. They hired Plunkett Cooney. And <laughs> the city council's like, they said, well, why is the mayor? Why does the mayor get five terms 
and we only get three terms because he put a special provision on the ballot in some sleepy August election where no one was voting in 2016 and got an additional two terms. So the council clipped him back to three terms like every other official and put it on the November 2020 ballot, the general election ballot, when, uh, you know, it was Trump versus Biden. So we had a huge turnout for that election. And the voters of Warren by 68 to 32 percent clipped him back to three terms. Whoa. And so that's, yeah, when, so that's when he done. started getting hotter. So this is his last term. because <laughs> yeah. This is this is number four. Right. He's going into male modeling after this. <laughs> right. Do you right. Think, right. Do you think right. he'll. But uh, he had, but then he had an effort this summer. He had this big effort this summer to try to get a petition drive going. And Heather Catalo at Channel 7 covered this. Mm-hmm. He had he was giving these free spaghetti dinners for people to show up. That's right. Uh, you know, he put a breadcrumb trail all the way to the <laughs> local banquet hall and say, "Come get free spaghetti." And and when people got there, they were asked to sign this petition, which would have put it back on the ballot this year uh, <laughs> to um, to give them another term. And they just didn't get the signatures. And uh, Heather Catalo oh. covered this story where uh, they were using this dark money pack and some attorney named Cecil St. Pierre who. You know, the mayor had hired into the attorney's office and they were, they were using this dark money to fund all these spaghetti dinners to get people to come out to sign these petitions. Wow. And it failed. They didn't get enough signatures. So he's, you know, basically we're counting down the days. We're at uh, the 12th of December. So he's got about 11 months left. Well, uh, Jeff, um, we have to wrap up here, but I did want to point out that, you know, the tapes you're referring to where he dropped by 25, 26 percent, mm-hmm. actually 24 percent, 80 to 56. But nonetheless, whatever, neither yeah. here nor there. Um, we played the audio, I would say, probably 500 times more than anyone else. We've probably, how many, how many times we played Fuck That Shit? We've probably played that at least 300 times. Fuck Not to mention the, the chimpanzee one where he oh, mispronounces geez. chimpanzee. Chimpanzees. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else plays those except in the news when they bleep them, but we've, we've done the best no, we can. No, that was not me on the tape. Hey, I, I want to ask you this, Jeff. So he, he was a city councilman for, what, 25 years or something before he became mayor. Do you think once he's term limited, yeah. he's going to, I mean, because he loves power, will he run for city council again? Can, well, can, so can he, he? he served 26 years. He served 26 years on the council, so he's over his limit on the council. So oh. he can't run for council. Okay. So, so what's, he gonna, what's he going to do for power? Uh, well, we're hearing he's going to become a cop. Another one of these. He's going to become a cop. <laughs> yeah, chief of, of police. These, <laughs> <laughs> we hear he's got another one of these scams where the city attorney is going to write some legal opinion saying he can go back on the ballot one more time. <laughs> and it's going to be one of these like convoluted legal opinions like, well, you know, the voters approved five terms back in 2016. And even though 68% of the voters said in 2020, you're done. You know, there was that four-year period where he still had that extra term, and he's he's all he's grandfathered in. That's it. He's grandfathered in. He gets one more term. Oh, okay. So we're expecting that there's going to be some sort of effort to, you know, extend him uh, beyond. Uh, uh, but it's not going to work because you know the Charter of Warren is like the Constitution of the city says, the greater of three complete terms of twelve years, and you're done. It will be, it will be fun to watch it all fan out. I swear I could see him being either a council person or the mayor for another 20 years and then retiring and still having, he seems like he'll never go. Does he seem like he'll be around forever and ever? He's the mascot of Warren now. It's hot. What is it about Warren too with the previous mayor? 
Oh, Steenberg? Uh, Steenberg, right. Oh, Mayor Steenberg. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it's just... Yeah, that was pretty... Warren's had a pretty wacky uh, yeah. history since I've been here. Anyway, Jeff, uh, great job, and uh, yeah. I'm sorry that you were misidentified oh, yeah. as this person. That's really yeah. crazy. <laughs> Obviously, the guy was heavier than you, and you're a better-looking guy yeah. than that guy. So um, hopefully you and Plunkett yeah. Cooney can continue to hold him accountable over there. <laughs> Thank you. I know you will. Appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, by the way, I we used to work with Loretta Novak over here for a number of years. She was a fabulous member of the team over there at Plunkett Cooney, and Beautiful. we miss her terribly. Oh, all right. Good to hear that. Okay. Yeah. All right, man. You have a good one. Thanks for the time. Great all stuff. Right. Thank you. All right. Bye. Okay, that's You don't Jeff. know the mayor. Jeff. Schrodes. <laughs> Schrodes is shrouding or shredding or whatever. What? I bet that's a great account for Plunkett Cooney. They must bill more hours <laughs> off of fouts. Oh, it's just endless. I just... Think of the amount of money going. he has cost that city with his lawsuits and being sued and spending advertising money that's not in the budget. We well, made, you're not looking at the good things he's done. We've I, made I, fun of those ads forever because it's like, why does that ad always run? It was I remember before the 520 break on Channel 7, it would run every day. And it was like, who's paying for that? I just could never understand who is paying for that ridiculous ad? It's obviously him just going, hey, I'm the mayor. Look how hot I am. Yeah. Warren is doing great. Yeah. Usually when you see an ad for a place like Chicago, they're advertising here. Why is Warren advertising here? Shouldn't they be advertising on the west side of the state or well, someplace else to have people come visit? Except it's all about him it's getting about him. votes, and yeah. nobody, is, no tourist is looking to go to Warren, Michigan. <laughs> I mean, maybe up north I or hope, Detroit, but not Warren. I hope he becomes like a, um, a senior model, like Elon Musk's mom or something. Wouldn't that be great? Oh. I, I can oh. see him doing it. a fucking 60-year-old hang. Fuck that shit. I'm not interested in any old ugly hang. I think after a certain age, they're all dried up, washed up, burned out. You know what he's going to do? That's where fuck that shit came from. (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) Play it again. I'm not dried up either. (laughs) You so do. I think I want to date a fucking 60 year old hang. (laughs) Fuck that shit. I'm not interested in any old ugly hang. I think after a certain age, they're all dried up, washed up, burned out. I'm not washed up. This, this he's going to end up doing a podcast once he's term limited. Oh, he will. He will. He's just such a feeble-looking guy. The fact he's acting like, oh, he's fucking old hag. Fuck oh. that shit. Maybe he should do celebrity boxing. <laughs> I'd like to take a two by four, and I'd like to beat the fucking shit out of him. Him and Schroeds, <laughs> celebrity boxing. How does this guy have the balls to act like he's such a bad? He gets two away by with four, everything. He beat the shit out of these people. He gets away with everything. <laughs> wow. Unbelievable. Oh, well, uh, let me mention Legacy Partners. As Legacy Partners, as you know, are in the business of home and auto, and they've collected a lot of business from the show, quoting people's home and auto and giving great rates. But they also do a lot of small business insurance. And with so many people who are doing their own thing these days and freelancing, uh, remember, Legacy Partners for small business insurance. Also, if you're approaching Medicare age, and that is a negotiation in and of itself. Uh, that's another thing you can call Legacy Partners for. Remember, they're independent. They shop around just like all financial does and get you those great rates. And that's how they get the great insurance rates they get for you, by shopping around and getting quotes from different people and finding the one that's going to make you happy. So you need to call 586-209-4106. Tell them you're from the show and get quoted 
however many things you can, the more the merrier, the more money you're likely to save if it's Legacy Partners, 586-209-4106 for Legacy Partners. And Luke Nowacki, he's over there helping you with these big financial decisions. Maybe it's buying a new home or a new car or a vacation home or whatever it might be. Financing your child's college. It's important to know how your decisions can affect your current and future financial goals. Luke Nowacki and his team at MFC Pinnacle Wealth Strategies can help you plan for all your financial goals, both today and into the future. Call Luke today at 248-663-4748 for a complimentary consultation to see if your plan aligns with your goals. Security Investment Advisory Services offered through Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, member FINRA, SIPC, Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated, separately owned and other entities, and our marketing names, products, or services Reverence here are independent of Royal Alliance Associates Incorporated. Mm-hmm. Trudy, are you doing your 44,000 setups lately? I'm not. Um, we Why not? Ca- well, because <laughs> not being exposed to COVID potentially and before that, the upper respiratory thing. But I'm excited to get back. I think it's time. To Dr. Roche's because they've got the 12 days and specials of Christmas We have trade going over on. there, too. Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. And they're celebrating the holidays by gifting you 12 days of one-time-only specials. Don't miss out. Make sure to add Dr. Roche on Instagram and Facebook so you can follow the 12 days of Christmas and take advantage of all of the special gifts. Starting this week, they'll be giving away some amazing services. By the way, I got the gamut, uh, gamut of breasts, Brazilian butt lifts, lipo, facial, Botox, Diva, Evoke, Evolve, all of those Non-invasive ways of tightening up your face and your neck and your body, like 44,000 sit-ups that's Evolve. And series of those in the Emerald Laser to blow up fat, and you are all good. Dr. Roche and staff are incredible, experienced, and specialized for pre- and post-procedure patient care. Call them for a COVID-safe teleconsult. Dr. Roche, 248-338-1110, or go to www.dr. Or D-R-O-R-O-C-H-E dot com. What was that again? D-R-O-C-H-E dot The dur-dur-dur guy. The roofs. I cannot believe how... How many of that dur-dur-dur-dur thing was? No, they done anything like that. Dirt calm. Yeah, but then he knew he dur-dur-did something like that. Asshole. Anyway, um, <laughs> that has nothing to do with Dr. Roche. Are we doing next Evo, too? But if someone eats your face off, Roche can fix it. That's true. Oh, so Somehow. true. Yeah, well, he's done part of the work for him. <laughs> you know what else? I was wondering, I was having a conversation about this, wondering if Dr. Roche, you can, you can ask him this. If you're a UFC fighter or a wrestler and you get that cauliflower ear, oh, oh, yeah. can he fix that? Because I was watching some UFC over the weekend, and everybody's ears looks like buttholes. It's so Gross. horrific, isn't that? I was can working, you hear out of cauliflower ear? You can, yeah, but I mean, it's, oh. it's this weird cartilage thing. That, like, I, I know that it doesn't heal on its own because I worked for a guy who... Yeah. He was a wrestler in high school. I think he might have wrestled in college, but this was 20 years later, and well, he, he still had... He didn't wear his headgear? I, I don't know. I don't know much about cauliflower ear. When, we, rest, when we wrestled, we were like, I don't want to wear these fucking headgears. And like, you're going to get cauliflower ear. And then uh, they show us pictures. like, okay, I think I'll wear uh, the headgear. God, that's scary. Um, he was um, talking about um, stem cells and being able to grow back cartilage a couple of years ago. I'm sure they're at that point right now. Yeah, I don't right. know if 
he does. Well, I mean, if but, I ever get into UFC and cage fighting, which I probably should. Uh, well, he had your shirt off uh, like about half an hour ago, so I thought maybe. Yeah, what was going on there? Nothing. I got really hot in here. I had to take my... Uh, you got Pedro head? Yeah, and I had to take off my, my oh, sweatshirt, God. and then my shirt came back off. On. Trudy was watching. <laughs> Trudy was staring. <laughs> I was... Yeah, we had to switch Trust your me, chair. nothing. Well, you don't usually not see bare good. flesh down here, okay? Sorry about that. It's unique. <laughs> it's gross when you do, I'll tell you that much. Um, so next Evo, oh, balls. You already did that one. Oh no, you did that one. Okay, go ahead. Um, next Evo, which it is a great thing for, especially now because we all kind of have sort of the doldrums and stress and all Tis that. Tis the crap. season. Oh, so, so they uh, that's when they come in because they have the smart sorb technology, which delivers CBD to your system in as little as ten minutes, unlike other CBD brands. And I know I love this stuff every day because you you take a little bit of it and. It hits your system. You don't really notice it, except for the fact that you don't feel like you're in pain anymore or you're tense and stressed out. Regular CBD only achieves 2 to 10% absorption. So over 90% of what you think you're getting goes to waste. Jump into Next Evo Naturals. Get smarter with your CBDs. Get up to 25% off the subscription orders of $40 or more at nextevo.com slash podcast. Promo code Drew. That's N-E-X-T-E-V-O dot com slash podcast. Promo code Drew. I'm a big fan of whatever works, so give oh it my a God. shot. Yeah. It works for you great. Yeah, I was wondering, uh, can you stack these wrong? Um, I don't think there's any wrong answer when it comes to CBD. But, no, gosh, shit. Give yeah, it a shot. Right. Um, my favorite hotel, you know, is that Baymont Inn right around the corner. <laughs> you remember that hotel? Oh, yeah. I think we called them once about the microwave in the, oh, right. uh, in the lobby. and. They've had a, they've had some you know police issues and mm. some some, some loud issues. stuff going on. Is it Royal Oak? Oh, that's like it's Royal Oak Township. It's right on Eight Mile and was that Schaefer or Coolidge? Right, right around yeah, there. Yeah, Eight Mile. They're back in the news again today, and I love it when really? they're back in the news. Oh, boy, it's it's Baymont by Wyndham. Yeah, yeah. Well, oh. it used to, remember it used to be the Royal Inn. Right. That's what I think oh, we yeah. were first tipped off to it. But the news story is how. Um, a bunch of people stole an ATM out of the wall of the hotel lobby. Oh, wow. At our favorite hotel, the Baymont Inn in Royal Oak Township. Do they know that that does not work? I mean... Well, that's what I was... That's funny you said. That's what I was wondering. If you steal an ATM, I mean, you can get into it, right? And take the cash, can't you? I don't know. I don't, know. I don't think basing, it's that easy. I'm basing well, it all no, on, I mean, on Breaking Bad, but I, I remember that not working that well. There's got to be. There's always a way to get into something, right? I suppose. I mean, right. There have been failures, though. People have stolen ATMs. They've been busted days later. Yeah. They're still not into it yet. Well, that's the problem, is yeah. that you're leaving a lot of identifiers. Right, is that who I think it is? Yeah. Sorry to interrupt. Miguel Algamer is back. They put him in the Whoa. middle of a snowstorm, though. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I, I just saw him on TV, and I pointed. I was like, hey, he's back. Okay, that's interesting. Is there a is anything been said? No, it's just what, hey, like he's Miguel back. Almagar is back from uh, having been banned. Hi, since. I'm Miguel Algamer, and it's snowing in California. Well, I get the impression that um, oh shoot, let's see. Okay, let me see. Reporter who vanished after retracted Paul Pelosi report returns to air. Vanished. It's not like he was kidnapped. It does. <laughs> Maybe he was kidnapped. But he, he completely disappeared and came back, and he hasn't said anything. But I okay, wonder I just if, he want, if he stands by his story. I think I believe he does. I've read two accounts about him coming back today, and it seems that, gee, shouldn't there be some sort of explanation? Um, Come and the on. only one I can find that has any 
headline that is anything but he's back is the New York Post, who says, what on earth is happening at NBC News? It keeps muffing or distorting crucial story after crucial story. Take its story this week on Team Biden's release of merchant death Victor Bout, citing a senior U.S. official. NBC initially reported that Moscow offered Washington a choice, Bout for Griner or for Marine vet Paul Whelan. Um, and then came a correction to say the choice is between Griner or no one. That's weird. Do people often say that I'll give you a choice between this or nothing? Does that sound like something a country would offer? <laughs> Former National Security Advisor John Russia? Bolton says Russia already offered Team Trump a Whelan for Bout deal, which then President turned down. NBC's correction syncs up with the White House line once Andrea Mitchell's line was scrubbed from her story. Now, they go on to talk about how Andrea Mitchell has not agreed that this was a mistake in her story. But this follows the Paul Pelosi. Can somebody look up Andrea Mitchell and see if she's commented yet on what they claimed was the Biden administration claimed that she got it wrong? Uh, she said she had a high, high up in the State Department who said that to her. Soon after the vicious hammer attack on the White House Speaker's husband, NBC News national correspondent Miguel Almaguer reported that Pelosi opened the door for police and didn't attempt to escape and even walked towards his alleged attacker. NBC retracted that report, citing vague grounds of its not meeting reporting standards and suspended Almaguer. Again, the correction props up a narrative helpful to Democrats. Are reporters getting facts wrong the first time or wrongly not waiting to learn their what, what they're supposed to report? Adding the insanity around... NBC, NBC's Dasha Burns reporting on John Fetterman. She interviewed the then-Senate candidate weeks before election day and noted in small talk before the interview without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. For this remark, later vindicated by 100% by Fetterman's shambolic debate performance, she was roundly criticized by Fetterman defenders, including other media figures, who insisted that the stroke survivor was fine. Burns, to her credit, stood firm, but NBC News' more recent retractions make it look like the network has opted to stomp on reporters who counter the narrative. At the very least, it says a major network is having major trouble. You know, I read that story about, I didn't know that was NBC, though. The Dasha Burns story? Dasha Burns? She's the one that interviewed John Fetterman and said oh. she was concerned that he wasn't understanding some of the questions she was asking without the captioning. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then she was blistered by everyone, and she said that she stood by her comment. And then the debate came, and the debate, he did not do very well, and all of a sudden it looked like, oh, well, maybe she had something. Wait, isn't that subjective, though, whether she didn't think that he understood? Uh, it's slightly subjective, true, but she was just commenting on her interview. I, I mean, because what they did was they then went and added captioning, and she thought he was okay with the captioning. She just didn't feel without the captioning. Wait, let me read that. And noted in small talk before the interview, without captioning, it wasn't clear he was understanding our conversation. Now, for this remark, later vindicated 100% by Fetterman's debate performance. His debate performance was terrible. I mean, it was horrific. She was roundly attacked by Fetterman defenders, including other media figures who insisted the stroke survivor was fine. Bernster credit stood firm, but NBC News, more recent retractions, blah, blah, blah. So, yeah, um... I, I thought they did I, I think clarify it's, I that. would not expect her. I would expect any reporter who I think we know reporters are pretty much lean left. And for her to say that she didn't think he was understanding the conversation, I would have expected her to get shit from a lot of people for saying that, whether it was true or not. As it turns out, yeah, she did get a lot of shit. 
But he did, in the debate, he was really struggling. Uh, I don't know if he misunderstood or he mixed up words or what happened. But thankfully, he had she to, felt vindicated. Thankfully, he anyway. had to go up against Dr. Oz, who everybody hated. So, <laughs> so no matter what, he still skated by. In it's that. funny. I never thought people hated Dr. Oz that much until he ran against a Democrat. Then, then, it, then it either I found out everyone hated him, or they made people hate him more by focusing on some of the shitty stuff he does. I, I, I'm aware of the back-channel Dr. Oz haters. So, what do you mean the back-channel Dr. Oz haters? People who have who have said for quite a while that they feel as though he's kind of a snake oil snake oil guy who's promoting things. For, oh, I've heard that. I, I'd heard right. that before. Yeah, um, but I think they ascribed it to the fact that yeah, he's a TV talk show weasel. Um, more so than being a doctor. Kind of, yeah. Sort of still tries to um, make sure his public... The public view of him is that he part-times as a cardiac surgeon, right? Yeah, I don't think so he was he a full-time heart still, surgeon. He said that uh, himself. So He said that he... That he... he he still operates. He's he's still a surgeon. I mean, I don't. Yeah. Well, don't he doesn't. Know. He doesn't have his TV show anymore, does he? No. No. So. In no. fact, he tried to get it back. To. Gave it up to run for Senate. Yeah, and he was yeah. trying to get it back after his failed Senate run. But it seemed all the people that were surrounded by him before producers they don't want nothing to do with it anymore. They're like, yeah, no. So well, I don't think Oprah's going to back him to. Why would they work on, on his TV show then? I just think that they were done with him. They're just like. Well, I I would think too if he bailed on you to run for. Senate, you probably have moved on to something else. Oh, yeah, of course. No, I mean, yeah, no, they can't. I mean, they're not qualified to run a Senate campaign. Plus, we got the doctors. We don't need Dr. Oz anymore. <laughs> Wait, the, the, are you, the doctors are still on. on. I think so. The, are the, they can't be. Really? Travis the Bachelor yeah. is still doing the fucking doctors? Seriously? Uh, 14 seasons deep. Oh, my God. Final episode, August 8th, 2022. It just ended. People also ask, has the TV show The Doctors been canceled? (laughs) Yep. It it finally ended a couple months ago. But that was a long run. 14 years. That was the most popcorn medical show possibly ever. It was The Doctors and Dr. Oz that Jim Bentley used to make me watch every day when I was an intern to make, just just in case they mentioned anus or (laughs) I think we got a lot more, I think we got a lot more drops out of Dr. Oz than we did out of The Doctors. My guess. Yeah, that's true. Was there, was, were they competitive with each other? (laughs) There were, uh, there were some particularly bizarre shows, like there was a woman who was machine. Hang too low. On the doctors? On the doctors. Really? They covered yeah, they, it. They will, they will cover the they really ugly part of medicine. <laughs> My friend, Dr. Mehmet Oz, he's a great man. That reminds me, I saw a story today, and, you know, because I went into prostate hell after getting a 4.5 on my PSA. I totally understood what this guy was saying. Oh, when you were getting fisted all the time? Yeah, when I was getting fisted (laughs) regularly. My doctor's hands living rent-free in my ass. Um, (laughs) should have charged them. (laughs) There was a story in Rolling Stone today about a Nine Inch Nails bass player. Oh, yeah, Comerford. Comerford, is that how you say it? Uh Uh-huh, Tim Comerford. Tim Comerford. Yeah, great bass player, by the way. He's been with Nine Inch Nails a while, hasn't he? I think so. Yeah. Anyway... He had prostate problems, and he had a creeping PSA, the way he described it. And then the way the story sounded. Did anybody read the story besides me? Um, I just saw a little bit of it. 
No, I haven't. Trudy, that is a yes or no question. I still can't even find it. (laughs) You can't look it up now and claim that you've seen a little of it. Reveals prostate cancer diagnosis. Is it cheater? Hummerford's rage... Rage is basis. Is yeah. I'm sorry, rage. Oh, okay. Rage. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, this I, is I'm, about rage? I, yeah. <laughs> I get rage and nine inch nails. Nine inch nails. I have no just, idea why. It's just Trent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Um, no, I just said nine inch nails. Gotcha. I meant rage against the machine. Anyway, he had a creeping PSA, and it sounded like it creeped up pretty high, and then they just went in and removed his prostate. Ah. Yeah. Um, I mean, that's pretty intense. So I assume that it was. More than creeping, it must have been. Well, it must have been bad. Also, what can I say? I love buttholes. <laughs> he also commented that his dad died in his seventies from cancer, and his mom yeah. too. And his no, I understood. 40s, so. He had some family history that was really bad, but he did make a quote in the middle of the story that implied that, "Gee, I kind of wish somebody would have explained." You know, when I got up around a certain level, let me just find it. Right. Um, and it is. I know, it's de- what of happens? course, it's extremely upsetting to a dude when people start saying you might have a problem with your prostate for a lot of reasons. Yeah. You think that they would have that surgery down, right? Yeah, I, th- I think actually, so. I think they do. I mean, it's robotic. I think they can do it robotically. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, not to mention, you know, radiation and everything else they do. Ugh. Yeah, that's... I'm trying to remember the number that was given to me. It was like one in... Maybe one in six people over, one in six guys over 60 or one in seven guys over 60 has prostate cancer. Oh, yeah. Um, However, because a lot of people are over 60, it's, you know, maybe tumors that have just grown enough to the point that it can be called prostate cancer, but they might walk around for 20 years and either never know it or, you know, it never grows. It's not aggressive. Jesus. I know. No, it's insane. What's going on down there? No, um, my brother was telling me about somebody who, oh, God, what was his PSA? It was something like, you know. My brother, the doctor. It's like 25 or something extremely high, but the guy was 83, and it's like, we're not going to treat him for a prostate, for prostate cancer at that point. I mean, you think he had other issues that were more serious, and so they're like, well, he's going to outlive his prostate cancer, <laughs> and he's probably going to go due to something else. Right. But then there's dust, right? Is that there is dust? Causes yeah. dust to form. I think that's caused by people that are extremely sexually active up to the age of ninety nine or a hundred, <laughs> like Hugh Hefner. <laughs> <laughs> but it's medical. You ask, you ask your brother. Mm-hmm. If dust happened. No, I did not. We have not discussed that. That will definitely. Uh, it's funny. My brother was talking about doing a podcast, and I realized. He does seem to retain a lot of really interesting medical stories in his brain. Well, actually, not just medical stories, but just a lot of funny stories. It's hilarious. Before he was a doctor, he was a bit of a rager. (laughs) (laughs) I thought, I think he could probably have a pretty good podcast. Oh, I've got a buddy who's a neurologist, and his stories about being a resident in downtown Detroit are the fucking funniest stories. Yeah, my brother worked in the emergency room for quite a while. Yeah. I think just to make extra money or something, you could work in the emergency room. And not brother, many, not many of his colleagues did it, but and he his did. Buddy. I'll hook him up you with need Chris. to put that yeah. together on the Red Shovel Network, the medical. <laughs> he was telling me about this guy who was shot. I think he was shot two or three times. And this guy's like on the gurney, and they're taking him for surgery or something. And he just <laughs> suddenly, 
went from being, they thought, you know, is this guy going to make it? And all of a sudden he just leaned up and said, if you touch my fucking boots, I'll strangle you. Like somebody who was moving his boots. Oh my God. His boots were very important to him. They held me down on the ground. That was a recent story. Okay, let's see. Where is it? I heard that, like, when you get older, the doctor has one of these, and he sticks the camera up your butt every five years. It's mandatory. (laughs) (laughs) Did this story disappear from Rolling Stone? No, it's right here. I've I've been looking at it for the last ten minutes. Huh. Apparently, it's not very popular. Surprisingly, a (laughs) bass player with prostate is usually pretty hot. Before the reunion tour. Oh, man. Wow. I'm telling you, that band is just destined to not have me see them. (laughs) Right. Cancer was discovered when he watched his PSA numbers rise steadily over the course of a year and a half until reaching a point where he couldn't get life insurance. Oh, my God. They did a biopsy and found I had cancer, so they took my prostate out. I've been thinking, well, because they're watching it and let it get to this point, maybe it's not that big of a deal. I blame myself. I should have said, my numbers are elevated. What does that really mean? I should have taken it more seriously. Should have looked into alternate therapy instead of getting sucked into the most disgusting capitalistic machine on the face of the planet, the medical establishment. That sounds like a raging as a machine answer. Can't wait for the song. Well, he said he got a six-month test that came back zero. Yeah, he has no prostate now. Yeah. He admitted he has to keep holding his breath for another six months for another... Five. Oh, Wait a sec, he's watching the level go up. Why Does he not have the same... No, Mark, I, I, I said like the same thing when I read it. I felt like, yeah. God, it just seems like somebody would have explained because... Well, or, or, when I got the a same call, doctor, they would see it compared to the the time before and the time before that and the time before that. may not have been the same doctor. Maybe they That's travel saying, yeah. and stuff. I just remember the first time uh, as an adult male, probably in my 30s or something, mm-hmm. I got a blood taste and said... By the way, your PSA is, you know, 0.151 or something. And I was like, what does that mean? And they explained it to me. And ever after that time, I knew, you know, that you just don't want to be above four. If it's above four, it's not the end of your life. But, I mean, they're guys. uh, When I had a 4.5, I was like, I wasn't bawling or anything. But (laughs) I was upset enough that this guy goes, hey, my dad had a hundred. He's fine. Holy crap. Yeah. How big were that guy's balls? Um, well, it's prostate. Oh. Uh, I see. I got mixed. He yeah, actually yeah, had, um, I want to <laughs> say they did radiation on him, and I think he was okay. He just went down? Yeah, went down. He was in his 70s, and it was like, oh, what did this just, no, it's like 10 years ago. He's fine now. So I'm going to perform a procedure are amazing. on you called milking the prostate. It's an anally induced ejaculation. <laughs> so... So do you can you do like things to affect it? Seems oh, like they float no. around or you just or massage no. it all the time. I don't think there's as far as your <laughs> PSA and your prostate, no, there's not a lot you can do other than have intervention. Like cranberry by... juice or something. <laughs> Why have I been I milking mine all the thing. time? No, I think you it's at a certain point you're either needed to get surgery or get radiation or something that would or watch it very fucking carefully. Oh, it freaks me out. I know. I got that's, to tell what, you. that's what I was surprised to hear, though. There's a lot of guys, because they are older, you know, they're 70 or something, and they get a they get a 3.6, I'll keep an eye on it. Does it go in the butt? But I think it takes a certain kind of personality to be able to do that. Now, isn't isn't a prostate your lift mechanism <laughs> or something? Well, the that is part of it. It's, it's all science. together. But I, I don't think we want to have a medical lesson today. <laughs> yeah. Let me do some homework. Did so you met you referenced the sixty minutes on social media last yeah. night? Yeah. Now why were you why why you sound like you were annoyed by it? 
Oh, um, I was. Uh, yeah, because um, I've you know I've because of because of your kids, I've you mean? Heard about this before? There, before yeah, yeah. Instagrams, the existence of Instagram, the instance of people committing suicide for things like that, or um, for those you know like diseases, um, anorexia, etc., were much lower. And then after, of course, the advent of social media and all the emphasis on people and the way they look, it's just gone up. It's skyrocketed. Well, I've are... always said, you know, that's my biggest fear, having two girls, is that absolutely you know, them having to deal with social media in any realm. I will say this, though. The, 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 the girl, who she didn't commit suicide because she was on there talking in the, the parents' Yeah, from she's Long like Island. seven years older, I think. Isn't she like 20 years old now? Well, now, now she is. Yeah. But something about their story kind of rubbed me the wrong way. Oh, like, what, what I, part of it? I felt there's not much personal responsibility there by the parents. I mean, I know it's hard to keep track, and I don't want to come well, down the, on them. No, the, but the kid. I don't want to come okay, down on them. They, but. T- they had the parental restri- restrictions on there, but the kids find ways to get around their prescriptions. She gets an app that gives her Instagram that says it's something else. Yeah, that's. I mean, I gotta tell yeah, you, but I knew that existed. You know, I mean. Well, I, you may, I, but I, there's I a lot of parents your age who do not spend time on social media well, looking I know. for bits I, all the I just, time. While I was watching, I'm like this. To me, it was like, is this the best example they could pull out from? Oh no, I'm sure they're better. I, I, I would and agree they, with you about that. Well, they that. got to the better one—the guy whose whose daughter hung herself. Yeah, it's fucking awful. Well, and you know, when I saw that, it the answer is to never let them on social media. Oh, but that's not an answer either, because yeah, people is. get access to it no, no matter. It, what. I'm sorry, that is an answer. People should not be able to get apps that get them on there. They should not be able to check a box that says I'm 13 Thank and then you. they just go, okay. And I thought the best argument that lawyer made on there was like, look, we have dating apps. You have to verify your age through a legal manner. Mm-hmm. So why is this not? Why can't they do it? Because, because they want everyone on there. They, they want yeah. kids on there. And, oh, I know. And so the algorithm be- then, then continues to churn those people. There needs to be some kind of regulation and oversight, which they claim they want, but yet they want to write it. No, they don't. They don't care. I just honestly, I just don't believe no, they I know. care. That's and why all these they lawsuits, the regulations. On as it. far as all these lawsuits, every time the social media companies act like they care, I get really mad because I really think it's just a pain in the ass, and they know they have to deal with it, and so they'll do whatever minimally is the most minimally invasive to their app. What will cause the least number of people not to go on there is the one they will like the best. But this business of being 13, first of all, 13 is too fucking young. Yeah. It's agreed. too young. And second of all, they pay no attention to how old. They have no verification, like you said. And and they were absolutely oblivious to self-harm videos that are apparently all over it. Oh, because, fuck yes. Because they pointed out that the exact video that this girl used to know how to hang herself mm-hmm. was still there. Sent from a friend. Later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, who's mad at her, I guess. So, when we're talking about this, maybe it might have been a month ago or something, and I was talking about this, this little bullying that was going on between kids in high school, and somebody wrote me and said, yeah, you mentioned something that I've found to be so true with all my kids, you know, who have all kind of going through the teen years, is that these kids, just like adults, when they want to insult someone, they will say, go fucking kill yourself. For some reason, that's a really popular insult with kids is, oh, you know, go hang yourself, go fuck yourself, go kill yourself. And I guess, I think what, what she was trying to say is that that really hits a kid hard for some reason. Like, somebody says it to me, an adult, go kill yourself. I'm going to go kill myself because you said that. But 
I don't know. I guess it's just the idea that you have no self-worth whatsoever is a very powerful insult to a kid. And it's a popular insult on social media. So I, I don't know. I, I don't think anything's going to change, just like everything else. I feel like all of our biggest problems, there's no sign that any of them are going anywhere. Doesn't it feel that way? Yeah, it does. Big, deep sigh. <laughs> but um, I was looking at my PSA, sorry. <laughs> you got your finger in your butt? No, no, I was looking at my medical records. Did you see Dread, the... Uh, that's totally freaked me out, so. Did you see the uh, story about <laughs> Good Morning America today? Which, oh, which, which one? one? One of Brands Prep? No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was on TMZ actually reported it, but I think everybody was reporting it. That oh, please tell me it's about Amy Hobach. Yes. Oh, God. Hobach oh. and TJ are off the air. Yeah. They're not going back on until are they the internal review is done. And it sounds like the internal review may take a while. Stop bearing the lead. Are they still fucking or what? Uh, ah, my yeah. understanding is they are. Nice. Yeah. See, my understanding is that they're not, because what? the Daily Mail tracked her down, and they said, hey, what about TJ? And she walked right past him and said, it's over. Well, And I don't know if she meant well, the story's right. over or the relationship's over, but you uh, is, is, was Amy aware that uh, the TJ first... was slamming three other producers along yeah, with one his of, wife? It sounds like she was aware of one of them, because that one was her really good friend, and she stopped posting that really good friend when she started fucking TJ. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm not, I don't, Trudy, what's your gut about Amy Hoback? Women have good gut feelings about women. <laughs> what, that she, I, I don't know, I think. Um, do you like her? Yeah. I, you do? I, I do. Really? I think I think she's, she looks good on the air. She seems Oh, like she looks she good. No, I'm not, let's throw well. her looks to the side. Uh-huh. Do you, do you think you'd be good friends with her? Um, I think I might, but I, I think she. I'm going to try and make Trudy hate her for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why I'm surprised by this. I, Are you I, sure you would like her? Yeah, I think I really? would. Doesn't seem know. a little silly. Hank, she does the. Um, she married Billy from Elrose Place. That's well, a big story. That says something. Yeah, but she's she's into. Well, I, I I don't think I could run with her. She's too much of a runner. You know. Okay. Marathoning um, and stuff Did you think like it was that, cool but... when when she and Billy were on that GMA series when she was diagnosed with breast cancer? And Billy supported her all through that, and they were like the perfect couple because they had just gotten married, and he stayed with her through all that. I don't, that never crossed my radar. I didn't see it. <laughs> yeah, I, didn't. Okay, it's wonderful. I'm sure there are a lot of tears. That, that was the last time I really remember seeing Billy on TV. Honestly, yeah. right. And then he got the boot, and then she did feeling her good together forever book with Billy. Oh, but and that was a big deal on GMA last year. That remember that? Lie. That was a lie. Did that? that was a lie. They wrote so? a book called many, Together Forever. How many people have better one of those? Together. <laughs> better <laughs> Together. What in the no place is going on? Okay, so you like Hobach. I, I think I like her fine. I mean, I like TJ Holmes, too. I don't, I don't see how Aren't this is a problem. Aren't you glad they're getting it on? Yeah, I don't see how what it's a real problem. What about all this around the GMA staff? Isn't that at least significant? Trudy, can you tell that TJ Holmes was just nailing a bunch of trim. Could you just tell by his look that, <laughs> oh, yeah, I get it. Oh, God. I, I, I would have guessed it. He looked I would have very up, very happy all the time. I'm, Sharp dresser. He's, he's really... He's a hot guy. He's also super smooth. Yeah. And he strikes me as a little too smooth. He's a good reporter. Everybody's like, but you cheated on Billy. And I'm like, no, weren't they broken up? I no, mean, isn't no, so, no. so over? Aren't you mad Trudy, that they... they have posts in July where they're in Greece going, hi, hi. Mm. Oh, boy. Yeah. And they violated Robin when she told him to, quote, knock it off. Oh, that's right. Huh? Everybody says you yeah, two Robin are Robin Roberts. Robin Roberts smelled a rat. 
She said, told me to knock it she off. She can smell the sex on him. She said, quote, oh. knock it off. Ugh. Wait, um, then stuff must have been going on backstage and stuff like they couldn't. Uh, oh, yeah. I oh, think totally. Oh, yeah. Fellatio was definitely performed yeah, no, backstage. In Robin's room. He, call, he called her his best friend. Which to me sounds really Aww. fake. I don't believe that. No, he's not totally not. She's, be- right she's his best friend, then I probably would not like him. Work I gotta wife. say. Best friend with his dick's hard. I don't know how. <laughs> Come on, man. I don't, I don't know how a woman can Mark, possibly. Mark, that's really. What? I think that's what? really rude of you to say what? that she's his best friend when his dick is hard. <laughs> it's, just, it's true. Oh, she's also his best friend when he is getting hard. <laughs> <laughs> I don't really see how anybody can resist Fair him. Fair point. He's, he's pretty. Uh, he's pretty hot. <laughs> I don't think she's his best friend when he's refracting. No, oh God, no. That's the producer. <laughs> Until he yeah, refracts, I, and then I, it's the other producer. As far as TJ goes, <laughs> when I when when it got to the point where it appeared that he has nailed. Three producers and Amy Hoback. I thought, why would someone want to fuck four people at work? That's such a bad idea. I mean, it can happen to anyone. I mean, don't dip your penny, company ink. But it happens all the time. But when it happens four times in like eight years, that seems a little like it might uh, be on his mind a lot. This is, they this knew is... all about each and every one, all of the other Robin Roberts. No, and no I don't think they did. Really? They knew about the one before Amy. And the one before that was known too, and that girl left GMA. Um, and TJ, it sounds like TJ's <laughs> wife has known about a few of these. This is what I was looking for. One star. The author Amy Robach is sincere at best. Not only is she not together with her family, but in her job at Good Morning America, she is currently carrying on an affair with her colleague TJ Holmes. The best advice is to observe what they do, not what they say. I do not recommend this book. To anyone whatsoever. <laughs> it is a review for Better Together, which is a children's book. One star. Now. The storyline and values are wonderful, but Amy Hobach has abandoned her beliefs and is now dating another man with a wife and kids while still married to Andrew. This book should be taken down as the authors <laughs> no longer believe or live the values of this book. One star. Disappointed. <laughs> Who the fuck goes on Amazon <laughs> to give a shitty review because she's having Somebody an affair? from the Today Show. <laughs> or Robin. Robin Roberts. Maybe. Okay, he was also wearing his wedding ring the day before. Oh, I know. Oh, okay. <laughs> great so. stock by that. Of course you're going to. You're not going to take it off and reveal it. You accept that he on. claimed that, uh, oh, no, no, we're done. And then she said, no, I was led to believe that we were working it out. She, it sounds like she hired the PI, his wife. Oh. oh. Yeah. Oh. So if she hired a PI in August, I have a feeling that she probably thought they were together. Oh, yeah. Well, That's shit. She's been through it so many times, DJ. Yeah. But they can, can they ever go back, do you think? Him and his wife? No, the, you know, hoe back. And... I think, okay, this is my gut. Is <laughs> you really that... thought, Trudy, want to know if they, could they go back to their original no, love? No, no. <laughs> I not thought. No, I, I knew what you second. meant. Trudy, you meant, you meant their fact, job. That was such a bad question because you don't even care if he goes back to her. That's no, not no. even part of the equation in your brain, right? No, not at okay, all. Okay, good. No. I feel better about you. I, I know you as well as I thought I did, <laughs> and, and I don't either. I really don't. And if you asked me, I'd be insulted. So that was a terrible question. That was the worst question. Um, I think that Amy Hobach will keep her job. I think TJ is gone. 
Really? Oh, yeah. I think TJ's yeah. gone. I, I don't think you'll see Amy in the mornings, though. No, I think I think she will be she will be pulled back into some lesser role, She'll and just... he will be gone. Or maybe he might go back in a lesser role too. What? Why? Because he's be banging punished. producers. Well, they're both good at their jobs, though. I, well, Matt Lauer's good at his job too. All perception. Well, he had that door that slammed behind people and trapped him in his office. <laughs> That's, That's kind of different. I still want to know about TJ that. TJ attracted women by his just sexual, his raw sexuality. His vaginaing rod. I think if <laughs> if if it wasn't mm. a, if he didn't nail three producers, if it was like yep. one producer or just Amy. Maybe they let it go, or just if it's just Amy, I think they'd both stay. I really yeah. do. Maybe yeah. it was just but, one of those things where he just she fell and he fell on top of her accidentally. It was <laughs> and he like was hard when things. she fell on him. <laughs> <laughs> and she was wet. You used, to, <laughs> you used to describe things that way, that that happened yeah, by no, accident. Yeah, no, that does happen sometimes. Yeah. That would happen. And a lot of times it happens like weird things, like people show up in the emergency room with a, with a softball oh, in their yeah. ass. That guy and, playing and, third base. Yeah, yeah, and the guy hit a line drive right at him. He turned around because he was so scared, and it just went right through his <laughs> uniform, up his ass. It's happened. It's happened. <laughs> Uh, it, now that's a book right there explaining people explaining all the things yeah. that are in their ass yeah. that they end up in the emergency room for that's a book a coffee table book one of the websites does, one of the websites <laughs> does that a every year, year. Yeah. yeah yeah things that got they don't give you the orphans. stories they just give you the x-rays some, right. some of them some oh, of them the have the stories behind it you're right that's great that's a great idea some of them do have one sentence explanations according to the individual hey there should be a new list for this year you want to look it up that's what I mean yeah I'll look for it well that usually happens after the first but I'll look. No, a lot of times they come up in December. I don't know about the list of things up people's asses, but I know a lot of the best of 2022s and 2021s will come in December <laughs> because there's short in news, especially the period from Christmas to New Year's. Right. A lot of lists. Yeah, tons. <sighs> um, so Jack are, Sweeney is... You think he flaked us completely? I don't know. Maybe he's crying back. We, I can cry him back because I, I texted him and he said... Yes, I will. I will answer. And that was at three oh five, so it wasn't too long ago. I can try him again. Yeah, I'm try and ring him up. Pick an orifice. Which one do you want me to look for? Uh-huh. Butthole, of oh, course. Oh, Come on, Mark. Straight to that. Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> what are you thinking about? Well, they want serious. kids with something in their nostril. Vagina, rectum. Okay. Uh, pay, this is a quote. This is a quote. Put a pencil up rectum and now not able to sit. Uh, that doesn't explain why. Ooh, ouch. Yeah. Patient reports inserting a deodorant spray can inside his rectum last night as he was constipated. <laughs> oh, That's a good one. Why would you do that if you're constipated? Yeah, I mean, we just was push the guy... It. Wait, let me guess. All oh, his fingers are cut off from another accident. <laughs> <laughs> his fist was too big. Shampoo bottle in his rectum that was placed there because he thought he was constipated. Is this the same guy? Wow, that one's getting around. Was intoxicated. Is uncertain if she used her anal beads or not. Can't find them at home. And none found in the ER exam. Hmm. What? He says rectum so she didn't. damn near killed him. This one just says, quote, vibrator stuck in rectum. Vibrator is still on. Oh. Oh. Yeah, that, oh. My colon exploded. That, that guy's coming. It's great. He's still blowing loads. Long living battery. <laughs> All right, here, this is what you really want. Blows a load when he least expects. He's like, and so, oh! <laughs> this poor guy, I mean, I do feel bad for this guy. He was squatting in the shower, as one would. Yeah, sure. And that's when a small bottle got stuck up in his rectum. Oh, no. Wow. Son of a gun. He just happened to be it was slippery. It was the shower. <laughs> Quote, three weeks ago he was drunk and put a light bulb up his rectum. Light bulbs? <laughs> I cannot believe light bulbs. That's uh, that somebody sh- wanting to live life on the edge. That's really 
that's really taking a chance. Yeah, well, the shape of it, I must be alluring. <laughs> yeah. Think, but for the danger. Yeah. Uh, another one, quote, put dildo, dildo in the rectum two days ago and was performing daily activities with it in place when writing. <laughs> oh, my God. What? Oh my what? God. <laughs> this is horrible. Oh, no. So he's doing his daily activities, and then one of those just happened to be cutting the grass while riding his lawnmower. The oh. dildo slid inside his rectum completely. Ooh. Ooh. Yeah, that was not the right daily activity to participate in. Put a hook in. on the end of him, of things like that. Put a hook on the end of everything, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> or some giant flat plane, right? You know? <laughs> well, it can't go up there. So that was just from 2020. Wow. Uh, this guy had a marble. Oh, that was 2020, the, the pandemic okay. year, too. A good Everybody. starter list. Yeah. This guy had a marble in his penis for the past four years oh! and decided he needs it removed now. Oh, God. Oh. Metal screw in his urethra to oh, cause an oh. erection. Oh, what? Oh. Jesus. <laughs> this lie. Playing with my phone, I fell asleep and I woke up with the stylus inside my urethra. <laughs> oh, yeah. It happened four days ago. I didn't seek treatment until now. Oh, my God. That's crazy. It's an Android phone user, by the way. <laughs> there's a there's a pen for the Apple. Oh, there is. Yeah. Oh, you guys got Does that anybody t- use those? I do. I use my stylus all the time. Exactly. Yeah. To, oh my god, a guy had a cassette to, tape. Yeah, oh my god. Look at this cassette Brandon's tape. Prep. A cassette tape up his ass? Yeah. Oh Wait, a god. wine bottle too? Oh. Wait, that's not the ass, is it? Yeah. That's, what's it poking? Where, where's out it going of? into? It looks, it looks like, like there's a hand attached to it. <laughs> Someone's hand up his ass too. Yeah, trying to get it out. It's an aerosol. The X-ray text playing a joke oh on the doctor. Oh my god! Wait, to oh, what is that? Zucchini. Oh, oh wait, Brian. Sh- okay, I'm not. I'm gonna. Um, don't uh, don't oh, show god. us what it says, and we'll try and guess what's oh, in the guy's god. butt okay. just by looking right. at the picture. Don't look, and then let us know we can look. Oh, all right. Then I'm gonna have to scroll up here. Okay. Oh, there's not that many. Well, no. Let's see. What's that? Oh, god damn it! It says there's an egg. So there's an egg right there. In the butthole. How about that? What's that? Um, what is, that? is that a glass? Looks a like coffee a jar. cup. It looks like a jar. Okay. We got several guesses. It is a pint glass. Oh, well done. Okay. How about this? What's a Barbie. That looks a Barbie. That's totally a Barbie. Oh, without the head? I have daughters. That is a Barbie. No, That's a G.I. Joe without the head. No, look at the curves, the waist. Yeah, yeah. Tiny. That is a Barbie. <laughs> and how about that? That's a dildo. Uh, that's a totally a dildo. Nice dildo. Okay, oh, no. You see the forceps getting it back out. I know. <laughs> a vibrator. Oh, no, no, but it had a pair of tongs. And a pair of tongs. Oh, yeah. he, brought, oh he, he lost the tongs, too. While trying to get it. God, what a what bummer. A loser. Fuck, I lost the tongs. Now I got to get the tongs and the vibrator out. <laughs> Could you imagine the thought in that person's mind? It's like, oh, I think I got it. I got a hold of it with the tongs. I got, oh, no. Oh, the tongs got sucked up in there, too. What's that, guy? Why is your butt a um, black what hole? What is that? Jesus. Is that a potato? So to speak. It just um, looks like stool to me. Um, I mean, there's something there. Um, wait, wait, wait. Uh, a light bulb? <laughs> I'm picturing it, but I can't think of what it is. When in doubt, go for a light bulb. It's like a Sesame Street character or something. But, um, Rosita? It is. Found Rosita. Liquid, Liquid adhesive. adhesive. Oh, okay, so it's like a bottle of super glue? No, like like um, oh, whiteout back squ- in the day. Squirted into he was squirting stuff. like uh, hot glue into his ass. And, oh! What? <laughs> and it formed that crazy what a thing. Terrible idea. Why is he trying to like glue his ass? Sean? All right, what's that? It's very difficult. I don't even know if you guys are gonna um, guess. That oh man, it's like a knife, like a curved blade. That's a doll. 
Is that a doll? It is a live eel. Ew! Oh, gross! Oh, but that poor eel. Oh, poor, yeah. Where's PETA? <laughs> that looks like a gun. Gee, what's this? <laughs> huh. Wow, it's a handgun. It it's loaded. Loaded? loaded? You fucking maniac. Oh, she was trying to smuggle it. Said, oh, uh, that's a Coke bottle. A or Pepsi bottle. Come on, that guy Pepsi? looks... Coke. Coke. Doesn't that look like that person could just void that out? A fork. Oh, is that the... Fork. Oh, that's... that's, that's it looks penis. like a... That looks like... Wait, that's a... A uh, Swiss Army knife that's open. I think it's a decorative spoon. It's a fork. It's a fork? <laughs> oh, it is a I fork know my from the side. Whoa, what is that? A watermelon. What is that? That looks like a melon. Or an or- it a grapefruit. Like Maybe a it's a grapefruit. It is an eggplant. Eggplant. Oh, okay. What okay. eggplant? Wow. Well, so literal. Let's just eat it. it. looks like a wrench. <laughs> is that a wrench? What is this? Is that oh, a can a opener or a bottle opener? I think that's a doll. It oh, is. I can see feet, yeah. It is. Buzz, it's Buzz, Buzz Lightyear. Lightyear. Oh, up your butt. To infinity and beyond. <laughs> oh, my God. It is. Upside down. Yeah. Buzz Lightyear. There's the feet. Oh, there's man. The... He went feet first. Holy faked the... me out. I looked at it the wrong way. Feet first is rough, too. Is That's this? an egg. Is that another egg? Or a ball. A ball. Yeah. A billiard ball. Oh. Like a pool ball. Eight ball. Wow. Well, that guy was just playing. He did an he eight He turned ball. around like the guy playing third base. Zucchini. That's a zucchini. Okay. What are all those fucking things? I think that's just the natural stuff in your stomach. Gross. I'd want that removed too. Very dense. <laughs> Are there any like hamsters? No hamsters. No, I didn't see any live animals. God, that tongs. What a bummer! He should have taped the tongs to his fingers, <laughs> so they couldn't, so that you couldn't lose the tongs. Quote: Went Next to pair of tongs. You will. What? Went to sit down in the bathtub, and I sat on a plastic bottle bubble bath that went into his record. Course, course. Quote, was joking around with friends when joke was taken too far and a can was put into his rectum. Oh. <laughs> Don't you hate it when you joke around with your friends? I next know, we, you have, we have the greatest time joking around about putting stuff up our asses, <laughs> and then it never gets out of hand, fortunately. <laughs> States he and his wife were having sex when she placed a rubber penis in his rectum, and it broke off. Oh, you bitch. Uh, stuck a plastic... dildos. <laughs> Cheap ones, I guess. Stuck plastic toilet paper holder and rectum during a sexual encounter with a partner while intoxicated. Oh, boy. I don't know why you would do that. Reports, quote, was playing with my wife when the cap of an aerosol can became dislodged. Oh, and stuck boy. in rectum. Mm-hmm. Uh, patient states he was attempting to hold I like a, things in my butt. <laughs> attempting to hold a ball in gluteal fold and believes it got lost. Not 100% certain that ball is in rectum. Okay, I hate to break up the fun, but I got some breaking news. Uh-oh. Can we bring on more crim, please? He says, wrecked him, damn near killed him. Breaking news with Mort Crim. Sam Bankman Fried arrested in the Bahamas. Uh, damn oh. straight. Merry uh, Christmas. Happy Hanukkah. Extradited? Filed the charges against him. It's likely the U.S. will request his extradition following his arrest. I was wondering how this was going to ha- come out because SBF did recently say either today or yesterday that, oh, yeah, by the way, I'm not going to be in person during that congressional hearing because I'm overbooked. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, fuck you. It's like, no, you what don't want to go to the States because you don't want to get arrested. Yeah, you're not doing them a favor. Mm. You're on, in there because you fucked up, you idiot. He's like, yeah, there's too many paparazzi and uh, I'm really booked right now. Who is booking him? The guy that lost trillions of dollars. Oh, we got to book that guy. Book him for what? What would anyone book him for? I'd have him on the show. I'd have him on the podcast. Oh, I he was still doing I, I certain speeches him. and stuff. Yeah. I just read that stupid story again today where they just dropped in the part about how, I've never read a book. I don't read books. God. Cool. 
Why, why are all these 20-somethings walking around bragging about never reading books? I'm so smart, I skipped all the dumb books. Really? Yeah. Your okay. loss. How is it that you learn a great deal without ever reading a book? Internet. I'm internet smart, <laughs> and that's really all it takes, man. Well, yeah, you can, but you're going to miss a lot of stuff. You're not going to be much of an expert on yeah, well, anything, yeah. in my opinion. I just, I just hate that he's the stupidest guy who ever lived, and he's made such a killing. Oh, well, he did, but well, not anymore. Yeah, not, don't worry about but that. I guess he's, he's not. He's not going to be holding on to much of that money. Can they cut his hair? Could that be the first thing oh, they do? Please. Cut his hair and yeah. put pants on him. Yeah. Give him a shower. Um, I can't get over, because I, I, I know I mentioned it yesterday, but um, I just keep seeing this over and over about how people keep asking, and I'm sure these people are rabble-rousing a bit. They keep hitting various... Um, typically Democrat, either Congress people or senators, and saying, hey, aren't you going to give the money back that you got from SBF? <laughs> and it's almost like they all have designed the answer in advance, which is, no, he gave money to everybody, so there's no need for that. It's like, what the, are you fucking kidding me? You basically were given money from someone that was stolen, and you don't want to give it back. Um, I think there's a couple reasons for it. One is that he gave a ton of money to people. I mean, over a billion dollars. And I think most of it was to the left, but a lot of it, I mean, he gave to both sides. So I don't think it really, I don't think that matters either. It's someone's money. It's like when Madoff yeah. got arrested, they, they collected as much as they possibly could to give back to people. Don't you look like the best person? Well, not the best person, but like a, a good person if you do. I mean... Isn't PR well, yeah, worth I, taking the sacrifice? That's yes. why I, the yeah, head? Yeah. I thought it was the only answer. I was shocked when Maxine Waters said, oh, he gave money to both parties, so there's no need for that. Well, she doesn't decide that, though. I mean... Well, she's pretty she? influential. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know why she would ever say that. I don't know why anyone would say that. I would think you'd go, oh, of course, because it's someone's money that... Uh, respectfully and expecting, you know, reasonable results donated to him, not thinking he was going to give it away to a politician. That's their money. Right. It's not up to him. Fuck face. <laughs> he is a fuck face. Is he? Is, yeah. I totally. mean, does that yeah. word ever fit anyone oh, he's better? He's got the punchable nope. face. That's a, that's a long list, people with punchable faces, but he's, he's now, up at the he's top. He's at the top Definitely. now. His girlfriend hired two of the biggest financial law heavyweights out there, and they had a list of cases they've worked in. So I'm like, oh, great. So there goes a bunch more of the money. His parents were complaining that this is going to drain us. It's like, oh, good. Why would it drain you? Yeah, it's not their, you it's both not their were, responsibility. They both were professors at Stanford, right? Yeah, so, so if yeah. they made plenty of money which I would think they would do fine being professors at Stanford, why would they be worried about him losing his ass? In other words, are they saying, we're going to spend all our money defending our kid? That's not draining your assets. That's you doing something dumb. Uh, do you think it's interesting that they didn't lose all their money in FTX? <laughs> uh, very interesting. That they knew their kid was full of shit, so yeah, they didn't so, even invest in it? Uh, he bought them a $20 million home, so they're going to lose that. What? Yeah. Fortune favors the brave. Where are they see, supposed to live? Did you see he bought house, he bought homes yeah, for no, friends, trying, yeah. like 10 oh, yeah. friends. But right before the yeah. thing blew up, he bought homes for like 10 friends. Do they have to give those back? I think so. Yeah, if they bought it. Well, the, I mean, whose, na whose name is it in? I would assume it's in the friends' names, I would imagine. But um, 
then also today it mentioned that SBF, I would be so pissed if I was this person. He claimed that I was pursuing, I was really close to getting Taylor Swift. In other words, he was going to drag her into this thing by oh. having her do an ad for oh, that FTX. Been great. I, that would have been really funny. All well, the Swifties would have invested. <laughs> they would have they been bailed out. They would have made it. If he'd only gotten Swift out there, he would have been fine. And they'd be mad at the government now for going after him. You're right. Ridiculous. Did you see all the Swifties I got mad at Ferndale, Michigan? Did you see that story the Free Press had a couple weeks ago? What were they mad at Ferndale for? You know, she had that that album that, that broke all the records or whatever. This is right after the Ticketmaster thing. And apparently, stuff that is sold on her website is fulfilled not too far away from here. Oh! And so they were having trouble fi- fulfilling it because there were so many orders. And, and it was just taking a long time to get out because, you know, tis the season. And so they're just well. Flooding. Nothing makes more sense than to be mad at the the area where the fulfiller is located. <laughs> so it's just all perfectly reasonable. Tweets about Ferndale, Michigan, you know, being this mystery. Let's hole. See what let's see what this TikTok is. Let's uh... talk. So they all of our packages are stuck in some random ass town. <laughs> I mean, there's literally a Twitter because of how long it's taking. Some random ass <laughs> town. Well, if you knew the town, you'd feel better. Actually, it begins with so. Yeah. So, <laughs> all of our packages are stuck in some random ass town in Michigan. Sorry, guys. I was okay. brushing my hair in Ferndale, Michigan. Can we see some more, please? I <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> <laughs> love dumb TikToks. I don't know why. I know, there's, some, there's something very. And they know their algorithm. Bad news for Swifty, Swifties with merch hanging out in Ferndale. They say thank you. Jeez, I hate TikTok. It's yeah. so stupid. Can we have some where the people are actually talking? Those are my favorites. How do you know? <laughs> All right. Let's guess know. and check. Now, look for um, the sound, like if it says if it says Taylor Swift and a song's playing underneath it. Uh, it says original. All of them, then. I don't know. How long is this going to take? I don't know. I look like a train wreck right now. Yeah, you do. I just got home from work, put some comfy clothes on. And my sign, Taylor City, came today, so let's open it. Well, this is just a fucking... nothing to do with Ferndale. And once again, she was still home from work. Every single freak in Detroit news store, every fucking one is behind a paywall. Why don't you just sign up? I'm not going to. Fuck it. News should be free. Stop bitching about... News should be free. You know what's funny? They they do put, in my opinion, some of the most important stories are behind paywalls. Not just feature stories. Good feature stories. Today I'm scrolling through Twitter and I see see the very first tweet. Jason Carr has been terminated. Oh, great. I click on it. Sorry, you got to be a paywall. You got to pay us to find out why Jason Carr got terminated. Can you you check the story and see if there's any more information, Brandon? I can't. There's a fucking paywall. (laughs) Sure, I will check it for you. Okay. And I will check it too. I ain't ain't paying. It's It's like a dollar a month. Oh really? Yeah. Is it? Buck yeah. ten. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. cheap. Is it really twelve dollars for the year? Yeah. Yeah, I think you get it for less than that. Actually. And then it and then it <laughs> renews for like three hundred dollars a month. <laughs> it renews for the rest of your life. Yeah, There's no way to stop it. Like the Boston Globe, which I think is like forty bucks a month. When I, know, I really got I got spaces. I got fucked. <laughs> uh, yeah. There's no update in the Detroit news story. That well, I there's any, any comments? So. Uh, sure. Uh, well, little little Leah seventy one says. Your mistake of releasing Jason Carr is huge. What an incredible loss on your part. He was the only reason a ton of people would watch. Goodbye. Zero likes, zero retweets. <laughs> so the first comment under the Detroit News article is, wow, no news stories on the massive layoffs with your outlet. 
Here's Mama Sue 79. I love Jason. First Andrew Humphreys leaves, and now they boot Carr. I am done with Local 4. Wait, how old is this person? Well, she was born in 79, so I imagine okay, she's, she's 43. 43. I love the comments underneath the articles because it never has anything to do with the actual <laughs> article. Right. It's like, hey, buy some crypto from me. Or sorry, uh, sorry to hear that. I've always enjoyed his show, but as usual, trying to read the Detroit news is becoming increasingly frustrating. The quality of journalism is absolutely lacking. If you're going to tell a story... You just don't tease the audience and shut the story down. Mm -hmm. If you're going to take the time to report something, you need to report it completely. You need to explain why this happened and provide greater detail. I love that they're explaining journalism to the <laughs> journalists that wrote it. Maybe about, they don't have any more information. How about, LOL, must have been near the end of your shift when you posted this news again. Wow. <laughs> LOL. Mm, no <laughs> clues in the comments about the actual incident either. If a tree falls in the forest, I guess he won't be missed if no one can actually say what it was he said. Looks like nobody was watching. Well, here comes Jim Otto. Read, read the next one, Drew. First, the Andrew Fire the white guy. Jim <laughs> oh. Otto comes in. First, Andrew Humphrey. No, Jason Carr. You have just lost a long time. Wait, Viewer, wait. hashtag bring them back. Oh, well, so we should get on that hashtag. Wait a sec. Andrew Humphrey's left. He yeah. was not fired. He decided to leave because Kim Adams got yeah, the Yeah, because Kim Adams got the job back at having all her babies. Oh, you get to raise all her babies and get a job back. <laughs> Here comes Delia. I just found out local Ford GM Bob Ellis fired Jason Carr because he argued and disagreed with coworkers. The news media has become a popularity contest. We don't normally watch network TV, but caught him a few times. Unfortunately, he's gone since he seemed like the normal guy on the street with no BS, refreshingly straight talker. Your loss. Shame on you. You see Janice? I liked him. He seemed pleasant and happy. That's it. Just one comment. Janice at Janice Ian. Great reporting. Seriously, Detroit News? You pay <laughs> these guys for this? So, what did he say about his fellow employees? The reporting in this paper is atrocious. It's like they do half a job. John S., read John S.'s comment, because now that he says it, I'm not going to be able to unsee this. Kind of a weird dude anyways. Couldn't see his eyes. <laughs> see his eye? Couldn't see his eyes. <laughs> his eyes are really almost I know, shut. I know. That's time. all I'm going to see now when I look at him is why aren't his eyes open. Couldn't see Connie Chung's eyes either, but she was huge. Oh, jeez. So huh? Sam... It's, not, it's not a requirement for success. In other words, she was huge, and she could barely see her eyes, or this person could barely see her eyes. Sam Riddle tweets out, Sam Riddle? WDIV casualties, Lauren Pordell, Dietz, and now Jason Carr. Nice enough folk. But race matters in Detroit. And then he links to how a story oh, about race. how race. Wait, got, is this race related? Oh, he got Lauren. Fuck off, Riddler. Sam Riddle's alluding to that. Oh, yeah. By Wait, putting this out along with a story from his from 2016 about how I got Lauren Bodell fired. <laughs> so Jason Carr didn't sound like it was a race factor. I'm just reading Sam Riddle's tweets. Okay, that's interesting. Well, Come on, he... what lousy reporting? What was the incident? He was better on Fox 2 anyways. <laughs> Shouldn't bite the hen that feeds you. Jesus I sense the pattern. No biggie. He's still married to Taryn, so life is good. That's a good. That's a good final uh, <laughs> comment there. It's true. And, so, and Taryn okay. just got a pretty big upgrade, right? Isn't she the? Yeah, she's the uh, main anchor at, yeah. at ten. Okay, wait. After uh, uh, expressing frustration with coworkers during his Jason Carr Live morning program, the target of his frustration was incorrect. In an earlier version of the story. What? Wait, what, what was the target earlier? 
Wait, so I printed it out. Let me see if I can find it. Read it again. Correction. Jason Carr was fired from WDIV-TV after expressing frustration with co-workers during his Jason Carr Live morning program on Local 4. The target of his frustration was incorrect in an earlier version of this story. Okay, that makes a lot more sense based on what I hear. Because remember the target originally said management, I think, in the first first part of the story. Okay, so he was mad at the people working on the show. Jason Carr has been terminated from the station. According to his familiar, Carr was let go for an incident on December 6th in which he expressed frustration with co-workers during his morning program. Carr's bio no longer appears on the... Ooh, that's the kiss of death once your bio's yeah. gone. Ooh, there's no turning back. On the DIV website, and he's been absent from the station's airwaves since December 6th. He's been removed from the taped live in the D introductions as well. well of oh, that, then they really went out of their way. <laughs> Do you have any station to comment? He was unavailable. Could be reached for comment. Do you think he gets to keep his Twitter account, or are they going to take it like they took yours? No, he probably is smart enough to have it himself. Yeah, all right. Live so the host, Tati Amari. Tati Amari? Mm-hmm. Been hosting the show in his absence. has been joined by WDAV multimedia journalist Michelle Oliver. Carr's been with the station since 2016. He's host at WJBK for a dozen years. Previously, he was on TV in Flint, where he met Taryn Asher, who is currently an anchor and reporter Fox 2. Jesus. I gotta tell you, the comments in the free press are way better than the ones in the news. Oh, so good. Would you like to hear some? Of course. Oh, no! What will the public do now? <laughs> <laughs> Next one. <laughs> Probably forgot to shave. <laughs> did always have like a five o'clock shadow. Uh, let me guess political correctness is somehow involved. What? Uh, Dick wrote, it's a darn shame no one can have an opinion without uh, on something anymore or make a comment without everyone getting butt hurt. <laughs> what is this society becoming? <laughs> butt hurt. I love uh, by that. By the way, butt hurt, he spelled it B-U-T. Yeah, that would be, that would be incorrect. But hurt. Skip wants to say, way to blow the easiest job in the world. <laughs> People are the worst. <laughs> I have to say that was not a very difficult job. <laughs> Basically, stay out of the way. I disagree. Don't cause any waves whatsoever, and you stay employed. That is a very hard job to be that nicey nice. Yeah, no, it is kind of hard, it's but it's also I could do in terms of skills. It doesn't require a lot of skill, oh. but it requires the skill to be. It sounds super hard. You know, excited and about interested uh, and kind of the, good the new office. pottery store in yeah, downtown Detroit. Super hard. <laughs> well, anyone can do that. Can you just that's I that's couldn't. called chewing up scenery, as Smith used to call it. I couldn't do it. <laughs> I want to know what he said. Jason, don't you know by now you can never ever criticize anything about anyone? <laughs> I sure missed Miguel Almagar during the NBC National News. Anybody know what happened to him? Hi, I'm Miguel Algamar. He's back. He was on the morning's Today Show doing a segment on snow. I was surprised to see him. Boy, they really quashed his story, didn't they? <laughs> I just love the, oh, no, what will the public do now? <laughs> Assholes. That's great. Uh, Jesus. Oh, boy. Okay, so um, I spent a lot of time reading this because it was just so silly I couldn't resist. Plus, we love it when generations all yell at each other, don't oh, we? Oh, yeah. Um Today, there's a big story about Gen Z and just what a hard time they are having negotiating in the office because you guys, you millennials and Gen X, you don't understand office speak. 
Oh, come on. Gen Z hates open office concepts. 50% of them want their own office. So they start out um, talking about some very simple expressions that everyone knows that apparently you millennials and Gen Xs don't understand, like out of pocket. Okay. Out of pocket. I'm going to be out of pocket. Something inappropriate. And then also... Wait, that means something inappropriate? That's what it said in the story. And then slay, as in to be killing it. A lot of you Gen Xers don't understand that. You know why? You know why? Because we don't care. And no, Trudy always tells me, hey, your prep is on fleek. And I'm like, oh, thanks. That's very lit of you to say. On fleek is so old. You're slaying it. There's a store store at that uh, strip mall at 8 Mile in Woodward there. And it's called like On Fleek Beauty Supply, and I'm like, boy, that's that was a poorly titled store because they can't afford a new sign. Nobody I'm says that anymore. <laughs> Older workers need to learn Gen Z office speak or risk being unable to communicate. Older workers need to get comfortable asking questions of their younger employees. Oh, I see. The the people who've worked there need to conform yes, to the people exactly. who have just come in. Exactly, true. That's the way it always goes sure. in this conversation. Oh, it works. Um. They, younger workers, Gen Z, grew up communicating digitally, and the language keeps changing, making it tricky for even millennials to keep up. <laughs> Alyssa, so condescending. Alyssa Valez, 23, had to adjust to seeing periods at the end of a sentence. <laughs> adjust? Shitting me. She once received a comment from a millennial saying, good job, period. The period made her second guess whether she was being praised. Periods can be seen as passive aggressive or cold because it's so formal. Well, she, you're at a job. Missed, it's formal. She Period. missed out on feeling praised. She didn't know if it was praised to her because it said good job. Period. This so generation thought, communicates in symbols. Oftentimes, or the rest of us use words. Good job. That's, then there's that's Gen Z's crack, by the way, is being praised. Oh, I know. Yeah. It's such a problem because um, we don't praise them enough. <laughs> Emojis, what a problem they present. The generic smiley face, it's so cold and passive-aggressive. And yet, so many millennials and Gen X will simply throw out the smiley face, not realizing how cold it is. It looks dead in the eyes. And remember, we learned that the thumbs up... Look at the dead eyes of the smiley face. Look at the dead eyes, and you'll know what they're talking about. (laughs) I'm just going to start sending any Gen Z I know just, just a period. (laughs) Don't send multiple periods either Because they don't like that I'll get to that Gen Z uses emojis with much more nuance and creativity Than millennials and Gen X And prior generations Because they grew up using them That means emojis are much less literal Than they are for for, uh, Millennials or Gen X (laughs) Earnestness is cringe It seems a little more ironic Or sardonic you know what? You know what else is really good for um, you know subtleness and maybe nuance or words. <laughs> words well, are but really they good. but they have learned to use emoji so creatively and, and create nuance and and have great uh, great brainstorms of creativity when they're water using emoji, multiple water emojis. Emoji, water squirt emoji. Well, we have Mer- words. We're, we're not cave. Water squirt emoji does mean come. It Gen was a reference Z to ejaculating. Has been communicating digitally for all their lives, so they use all of they use <laughs> all up. of the tools that are uh, you know available to them, and you simply can't keep up. Are you saying that? Are you saying that? For Gen Z, the real world and the virtual world just completely overlap. Yes, Mary Folks is twenty-five. She's a client manager at an event software company. 
And she likes to bookend the lips emoji with an eyeball on each side to convey a deadpan look or shock. The problem is many of her millennial and Gen X employees don't understand. What is an eye followed by a lip smack followed by an eye mean? I think somebody should report her to uh, HR because she's hitting on them, saying that she wants to suck their dick or something. Right? <laughs> no, no, There's no. Lips. I mean, how do you know? A, it's a deadpan look. Come on. Oh, I don't know that. Well, why well, are you sending out deadpan looks to people? Yeah, that's I, I know, passive isn't aggressive. That, isn't that a little, trying a little too hard to communicate? Mm-hmm. Older colleagues' habits throw Molly off. Gen X employees throw her off by sending her a thumbs up in response to anything other than a yes-no question. <laughs> it can be disheartening or annoying. She added that it can also cause confusion. Are they following up? Uh, what should I do? Wendy Montagna, 23, hates ellipses. If anyone <laughs> ever em. uses a dot, 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 I just think, oh my God, I pissed them off. <laughs> What's next? Who is that? What's going to follow the ellipses? Wendy Montagna. Oh, yeah, she's related to... Elizabeth Montagna. <laughs> Wendy and her peers are much more likely to use exclamation points. Oh, gross. Something her millennial and Gen X colleagues use less often. For Wendy, one or consecutive exclamations help her express her enthusiasm. Exclamation point. I loathe exclamation points. I know, Mark hates it. He actually, he's told me many <laughs> I t- times. I take, I take him when I'm doing the notes, I take him out. He takes him out of my show prep notes. Not everything's that exciting. I understand. No, I, I know, it's fake excitement, and that's bullshit, and exactly. they shouldn't be for it, because they're off. Everything's Fun dark tag. and terrible. Don't get too excited about this, because there's another speed bump coming up. Oh, great. <laughs> another common speed bump. Big blocks of text in one (laughs) message. Just one message with big blocks of text. It can feel starkly formal. If there's too much squished into one place, it's overwhelming and confusing. What is all this? Oh, my God. Wait, wait, wait. But the other uh, the other option is to send like 30 of them in a row with one sentence. That's what they prefer. Are you they shitting me? I hate that. Different blocks for different thoughts. I want it to Not keep going one off. big block with two thoughts in it. Well, somebody doesn't get charged for their texts then. Oh. I think they sound like... Um, don't they sound like program directors? Don't have more than one thought per break. Yeah. <laughs> You'll confuse There's, people. There's not people much. They're easily up. confused. Yeah, they're not very flexible or malleable no. in their lives. Gen Z tends to separate thoughts and questions into different messages, which eliminates the need for so much punctuation to digest. Oh my oh, God, that dreadful terrible. punctuation. A period and a comma and the same sentence. Oh my God! <laughs> Too much punctuation to digest? How complex is our punctuation, for fuck's sake? Isn't that why punctuation exists? So you can separate thoughts? I thought. Maybe they need to read more books. Older Gen Z types adapted to the idea of email from letter writing. For Gen Z, letter writing is foreign. They never did it. They text. (laughs) So fuck you and your millennial letter writing. You know, it's funny. I was uh, talking to Charlie, and he had that really great article about being on the border. You know, I don't know if you saw it. it was actually on the physical. Um, um, this would have been last on Wednesday. Fox News. Yeah, didn't Ledef, yeah, I watched it. The didn't Detroit he illegally News. enter the United States? <laughs> he yeah. did. Okay. Yeah. Yes. Um, and the but the Detroit News gave him a lot of space to write that story. And so he's telling me that he was showing his daughter the story, and he says, "Look, it says continued on C three. She had no idea what that meant." <laughs> I'm like, oh my God, I didn't even think about that because, you know, kids don't read a newspaper anymore. It's all online, so you wouldn't know to go to section C, page three. Isn't that wild? Um, I feel old. Yeah, I also said, 
I was so taken aback when people like Kanye West and SBF say, I don't read books. Yeah, I mean, like, book, books. How stupid. Apparently, Gen Z doesn't really read books either. Why? It's just too overwhelming. Chapter one. It takes too long. <laughs> I think you're right. I think they're just overwhelmed. They can learn a lot like less everything. reading less. I know they can learn a lot more reading less, apparently. <laughs> they have a limit to how much they can learn. Go buy yourself a book and get into the washroom and take care of yourself. Also, for Zoomers, the immediacy of texting has altered how quickly they expect a response. Layla Wellington, 22, had to acclimate to a delay in getting responses. With the gap, we build emotion about why they aren't responding. What did we do? Is, there, is this requiring hours to come up with a response to tell us how awful our, our message was? Yep, yep that's on you then. Oh God, that's, they, not, that's not the sender's thing they I, need to deal with. That's they, on them. They thrive on anxiety that they You're build right. themselves. Yeah, they make it up. Right. Wow. So I think they like being anxious. I really do. Because I, I think it's society's fault. Because <laughs> is there anything a Gen Zer would rather talk about than being Anxiety, anxious? Yeah. No, isn't like the no, number one true. conversation. That's the other one. So I would say just one practical tip for all these people who are having all these terrible experiences is why not use the style of the people that pay you. Just <laughs> adjust to them, <laughs> right? And then you don't have to worry about this shit because yeah. it's not about you. When you're just some entry-level employee, it's not about you ever. Ever. I mean, once yeah. a year when you get a raise, it is. And maybe if you're moving along. You, if you're working your ass off and you're really, you know, uh, just killing the, slaying the job. Uh, maybe it's about you more than that. But honestly, when you first get in an organization, the idea is just fit in. Just do what everyone else does. That's not what, everything's about you. Most people have always done that because it's how you get somewhere. You right. assimilate and you survive. Yeah, and if you assimilate and survive and do really well, then you can make your own fucking rules. Yeah, when you Period. Get, when you and your generation get to be in charge, then you can make everyone you know yeah. use emojis the way you Period. want to use them. Once, like, once again, people need to learn how to react to things as opposed to trying to change how everybody does things directed at them. Period. You know? So 35% of Gen Z would rather share socks than an office space. Period. I can't believe how long I, I, it seems like I'm reading this complaint all the time that, oh my God, Gen Z, they just can't figure it out. <laughs> you guys have been doing it your way for so long and we've got our own way. Yeah, right. That's how it works. Oh, so I do got good news though. What? This is real good news. I just want to announce... This is good for Zoomers, Gen Z, and it's good for women in their 30s and 40s because the New York Post has reported that tramp stamps are back. <laughs> they are? Yes. Really? They are no longer trashy. Influencers are even saying it. Yes. Uh, tramp stamps are back. They're hot. And so uh, get one. <laughs> yeah. Get one. I don't think I'm buying that. What? No? I don't think so. Oh, man. I don't that's agree. Great. Yeah, that's the best thing about being in class in college was just watching these chicks tramp stamps. Well, in the whale tails. I mean, isn't looking at women's asses good enough? Yeah, no, but when stamp? you're in class and you're bored, like, a, you know, at a lecture, you start looking around at tramp stamps. But look, but, there's a new collection of TikTok, TikTok chicks, younger ones. Once you've been out of class for a few years, the tramp stamps are still there. Oh, I know, but I'm done looking at them. Okay. Well, yeah. It, We're bringing these it, back. So they good would, job, Gen Z. Bring them back your tramp stamps. They would deign to put someone else's art on their backs 
their lower backs, mm. something that they hadn't contributed to, something that someone else made up. Oh! A bullseye. I keep um, learning so much because there's so many tattoos now and so many, you know, it seems like everybody has tattoos. So I feel like for a long time, maybe 15 years or so, I've actively rejected tattoos because I've been having the feeling for a pretty long time now that, you know, I'm weird not having a tattoo. It seems Why like come should, you don't have a tattoo? It seems like I should get one by now just to join the club, but some for some reason I don't do it. And then I notice there's other people out there, like Trudy, yeah. who don't have tattoos. I feel like they're never writing about us. Shouldn't they be? Yeah, shouldn't, there, shouldn't someone do a story about people who don't decide to get tattoos and what that means? <laughs> who just have skin. Yes, who just skin. don't feel the need to have important messages all over their bodies for the rest <laughs> of their lives. I agree it's boring, but I mean, it seems like it would say something. Just like, you know, they're always studying... What does it mean if you have bad credit? What does it mean if you have good credit? Mm. But with tattoos, it seems like a one-way story. Like, you know, right. what do does it mean when somebody has tattoos all over their body or all up their arm or all up both arms or covering almost every bit of skin? I kind of feel like you're not thinking in a sort of uh, future linear fashion when you get a tattoo because you're not thinking about what that might look like later on. And, I, I'm kind of you know. surprised that that has... Because, see, I always thought when... okay. To me, the beginning of tattoos, like really mass tattoos, mm -hmm. was Dennis Rodman. Oh, right. Remember, yeah. he was going, uh -huh. Dennis Rodman got another tattoo. Oh, my God. And then you noticed that a lot of rock stars were getting them and getting more of them, getting lots of them. And then there were right. sleeves and there was Tommy Lee. And it was like, oh, cool, man. Oh, he's got a koi fish. And then it seemed that every rock star had lots of tattoos, mm -hmm. which right. is more like a uniform when everyone has it, isn't it? Yeah. Well, I mean, yeah, you're right. Though when I when I used to see people who had them all over the place in the sleeves, normally it was like a motocross rider or a rock star or maybe yeah. maybe an NBA player. But now it's Justin Bieber and uh, what's the Maroon Five guy's name? Adam, Adam Levine. Adam, Adam Levine. He's got so all over. And now celebrities, right now, it's really popular to get them all over your face, to get them all over your neck. Which, yeah, I know. It's just like you. There's only a, so outrageous you can get. Right. I mean, once you've got them on your face, you've pretty much got That's nowhere it. left to go. Yeah. And then now it seems like a lot of people have them on their face, doesn't it? it oh does. yeah, it's hot. Yeah. It's hot now. So, like we're, one day we will have a congressman or a senator that has yep. uh, that has a tattoo on his face, <laughs> and it's going to look weird. Hey, well, I have a question. Do we have senators or congress people that have sleeves or ha just have a bunch of tattoos? We must, right? Oh yeah, I'm sure. Gotta be. Can you Google it? Yeah, I'm sure there's a couple of them. Let's see. Because uh, I I thought. Wrongly, when uh, when it became such a phenomenon, and and I noticed that people of a certain age, if they were a certain type of personality, like if they were cool or they liked <laughs> motorcycles or whatever, that they would invariably have lots of tattoos. And so I just thought, okay, this is going to swing around because so many people have them to people not wanting them as much because it's a uniform. But it seems like the uniform has won out. Jesse Jackson Jr. <laughs> I mean, Fetterman has them. He's them. a congressman? What's your question? No, Fetterman he's... has them all over his arms. Oh, that's right, yeah. Are you talking about politicians with tattoos? Yeah. yeah. You, aside from that, I mean... Isn't Fetterman kind of a load? Justin Trudeau has a <laughs> Doesn't he look like kind of a load? <laughs> Justin Trudeau has a tattoo? Yeah, it's you, sweet. Here's 19 world leaders that have tattoos. There you go. Oh, cool. Teddy Roosevelt? 
Ted. Teddy, yeah, well, he was. Yeah, he had a teardrop. The, the original Deadly he had Ted. A military and family crust. Hunter and Gatherer. Justin Trudeau. Huh. Oh, God. Frederick the Ninth of Denmark. Cares about him. He's got several Is tattoos from when he was in the Danish Navy. Oh boy, oh, lordy! Danish Navy, navies I don't care about. Oh, Tsar Nicholas the Viking. II. So they're all these are all ancient people. I don't care about these people. Really, and, Andrew yeah, Jackson. Yeah, I don't care about those people. Uh, That's a long time ago. Uh, Barry, James Polk. Barry Goldwater. Polk had a tattoo. Yeah, of a butterfly. Like the most boring president in history. That's why he had a butterfly. <laughs> Goldwater had Native American. Barry Goldwater had a tattoo. He had Native American tribal work. Oh my God, he's canceled. I know he's dead, but canceled. Ooh, appropriating. Winston Churchill had an anchor tattoo on his arm. Oh, so most of them are old. Those are those are quaint, aren't they? The little anchor. (laughs) Wait, George Schultz. What? Had a tiger tattoo on his butt. Oh, see, that was that oh, thing. That was that impulse that made him Theranos um, vulnerable. <laughs> Caroline Kennedy? Mary. Would she have a butterfly in her I arm? would bet that the Kennedy, like, grandchildren, they probably have tattoos out their asses. Mary Bono? Sonny's ex? Yeah, of course uh, she has. Wife, one. widow, cross. She's still a rep? Uh, in California? Yeah. I think so. Well, doesn't it show, I always felt that when the wife or the husband of a representative or senator takes their job when they die, I was like, what a fucking easy gig if your spouse can just jump right in and do it. <laughs> Dingle. <coughs> Dingle. And get reelected. No, I think I like that- Mary Dingle, so I'll give her a pass. Debbie. Debbie Dingle. Yeah, but she doesn't deliver, um, what, are, what do we used to get for- uh, We used to get punch keys. keys. Yeah. Yeah. She doesn't deliver punch keys. We complained to John Dingle, and they actually complied <laughs> because we did. came that to expect great. them every year, and it was 9.30, <laughs> and no, we didn't have any. We complained on the air, and boom, they showed up. <laughs> the only thing a poli- it's the only time I've ever seen a politician get something done immediately. <laughs> Aw. I was pretty impressed. Well, we complained. Constituents uh, complained, yeah. and you took care of uh, them. That's true. Yeah. It's quick. <laughs> well- uh, with government money? <laughs> Why not? I'm sure it came from some Foutsian fund. Foutsian. Some Fout slush fund. <laughs> that was so great. I love talking to Jeff. That guy was great. Uh, so what happened to Tom Brady yesterday? Oh, he fucking sucks. Yeah, dude. Did he really? Get out of there, old man. Oh. Hang it up, old man. The Bucks. Do- oh, they got their asses kicked by the 49ers. They lost. What did was you hear though? I think it was on uh, Friday or Saturday. Tom Brady announced that I might just play another year. Oh, I, I like, hope he does. Of course you will. Yeah. So he can get his ass destroyed again, like he has this whole so, season. Well, they- Mark, I just saw him last Monday night. They they scored twice in the yeah. last four minutes to win the game. It was incredible. Yeah, it, was it was a great two great drives. It was a good comeback. Yeah. Well, they got smoked by the Niners, uh, thirty-five to seven. And then Whoa. the big story was that they got beat by the guy, some some Brock. dude named Brock Purdy. Yeah, the old uh, who is Mister Irrelevant. Mister Irrelevant. Yeah, and and here he is defeating Tom Brady. And then the guy who picked off Tom. Brady brought the ball to him after the game and said, can you sign it? And Tom's oh. like, sure. Brock Purdy's uh, parents got tickets to that game because they wanted to see Tom Brady play. <laughs> <laughs> they, got, they got tickets like a month ago. Like, oh, cool. Did, Our son plays. You can get us tickets to the San Francisco. Did Brady have a good game or a really no, bad game? No, he's awful. No, he's terrible. He's, I mean, he's, he's not like throwing interceptions, though, is he? 
He has like one interception all year. You know what? What, is, what was this? He was like? 34 for yeah, 55, two 253 with one touchdown and two interceptions. Okay, so in the game where they came back. Against New Orleans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He looked, looked to me like he can throw the ball downfield perfectly well. But he didn't do anything except for those last two drives. No, I know. I was watching the game, and, and there was a lot of short passes, but I didn't get the impression there's anything wrong with his arm. Well, he doesn't. When throw. he threw downfield, the th- ball had had enough juice on it. Yeah, I, I mean, that, that's that been the big knock on him. He just has not been throwing downfield. And maybe- yeah, it's, it's like he's not going to get sacked. He's going to just get rid of the ball. He is the quickest. You're not going to get think, the chance. I think he's still a, he was last year the quickest at getting rid of the ball because he knows where he wants to go and he can make decisions fast. But if you are only gaining five yards per attempt, yeah. you're not going to do much. No, and, but you know what? We, we say all this, and they're going to end up winning the fucking Super Bowl because they're still first in their division at 6-7. and seven, So, Yeah, I'm, I'm not counting them out. That was kind of odd yesterday what happened, but... The second, I also the second read, everyone says he's an old man and he sucks and he should hang it up, he's going to go win the Super Bowl. Well, he's on a team that's 500 or close to it, and they're in the race, so... Same record as the Lions, and they're in top of their division. It's ridiculous. And we're out of our minds. We're so excited because we're 6-7. and seven. <laughs> mm-hmm. But um, the other question I had, and I, I was watching some ESPN in the morning, and the take that I thought was most common regarding Deshaun Watson was that, yeah, he sat out two years in a row, and he seems pretty rusty. I was like, well, that's interesting. He went through training camp. Yeah. So is he? He didn't play very well. I think he's not I think getting the, his massages. I think this. <laughs> you're right. The speed of the game is a little different than training camp. But he's been in the league how many years? Yeah, but two years. I mean, that's that's a long time off. But and they're I, paying him I, more I, than any other player in the entire sport. Yeah. So he was don't 26 think, for 42, 276 yards, a touchdown, and a pick. And he only ran for 33 yards. In the past, he would run for a lot well, more than that. Well, Mark, you said he had a better game than the other quarterback, but I looked at the box score this morning. The other quarterback had a better rating than Deshaun Watson, Joe Burrow. Joe Burrow, yeah. And yeah. Joe Burrow doing it with nobody with him. I'm just saying that, that when I looked at their two stat lines yesterday. Well, 239, two touchdowns, one INT. If. Deshaun Watson plays like this. I think this is going to turn out to be one of the worst trades oh, so. possibly ever. I know I do too. I'm I so I cannot root for him. I'm just getting to the point now where I can't root against people. It takes up too much energy, especially because what I what I think I realize is that the people I rooted against tend to be really good because otherwise you wouldn't dislike them. Right. You don't dislike shitty players. You don't go, oh my god, the quarterback sucks. I just want to see him get burned all day. Because what's the What's the joy in that? Nothing. Or, you know, or a 40-year-old quarterback who, you know, can only throw the ball 20 yards downfield. I mean, that's no fun. It's more fun rooting against great players. And I think you end up on the losing end when you do that. And it, it does expend a lot. We need another quarterback. <laughs> I wonder if she... Anybody hear her after the game? Is she getting on the golf train yet? You know so, not, not listen back. I was know. alerted to a call that she made no. to Stoney, but this what? was when, this was the <laughs> final hour of last Wednesday's... <laughs> really? Oh, I'll look for it. Let me write that down. Yeah, <laughs> la, the final hour <laughs> of Wednesday's show. That's hilarious. Mike Stone. <laughs> in the morning? Yep, in the morning. Barbara called in. I love how she was responding to you um, yesterday. Yeah. No, I didn't. Really? No, you we don't need a new manscape today. No. Oh, we don't. No. Uh, well, we're behind. I know, but I was, yeah. If I think, we do one manscape, well, we can do it. Else Fine, we get it done. Do. We've already mentioned it. Manscape, manscape, manscape. People <laughs> should, should definitely do, be buying them for Christmas. We're a little behind. We should. It's it's important this time of year. 
Yeah, yeah because that's what you, I'm told. You know, you're gonna get your Christmas balls <laughs> trimmed up, and they're there to help you uh, sling. Sorry. Okay, hang on. Oh, Lila, Lila. She had to get up and stretch in the middle of the uh, manscaped commercial. So you want to take care of your balls. The state-of-the-art tech that they're going to give you will, um, foot, you know, football's rough, but your ball care doesn't have to be. You might just want to ad-lib it. Join these six million men. I, don't, I am not familiar with this copy. Although, Trisha I have to say. very awkwardly mixed into I this copy. I, just, I saw these what? manscaped guys. I, I went can back read it. I can read it. <laughs> I watched the shark tank that they were on. Yes. It was pretty good. Did well, you they, know that that's they, where they were? They came from. I did not. Oh, a manscaped. Yeah. <laughs> Who put money into them? Uh, I can't remember. They've done pretty miscellaneous well details that I can't remember. Jeez. But anyway, the lawnmower 4.0. It's a great smooth running unit. Skin safe TM technology with a lawnmower limits mistakes and protects you. Plus, it's waterproof, so weather conditions are no issue. And of course, you can do it in the shower too. And it's got a light, so you can see what you're doing. You don't. Um, tear your skin or bush you know, or rip your bush. shaft, right? Rip your shaft or any of oh. that stuff, um, oh. or poke so, your sack. So, <laughs> so uh, go to manscaped.com for 20% off of free shipping with code Drew. I'll, I'll study There's the money shot, I'll study the material <laughs> <laughs> the money and shot. do a better job next time. Please let me do that commercial next time so I can. You don't have any pubic hair. Well, I don't know how normal that is. Just remember to join the six million men worldwide who trust Manscaped by going to manscaped.com for 20% off and free shipping with the code Drew. That's the code Drew, manscaped.com. And um, I saw that uh, Rob. And the Trump Unity Bridge were really getting it on Reddit. They were on the front page of Reddit. The very what? front page. What? So people are finally onto the fact that the Trump Unity Bridge is out there? Well, no. I just think every once in a while, somebody who hasn't seen it as much as we see it, they will find it on the road, take a picture of it, and they'll be like, uh, what's this all about? You know, Donald Trump's not president anymore. Well, this one was from a couple days ago. Very front page of Reddit with the caption... Mental illness is still real today as it was in 2020. <laughs> and it's a picture of the rattle trap. Uh-huh. <laughs> well, isn't it time for Rob? I mean, he's really dragged this gig out as long as he probably can. Oh, the, the he's com- still got his store, though, man. Comments are hilarious. So people just beating up on Rob. Gas prices are killing me, says the guy towing a 2,000 pound trailer. <laughs> Let's see. Cheap he has mm-hmm. built the wall and unity on the same trailer? What? Yeah, I, I think, should we at some point call Rob and suggest that maybe... <laughs> no. You call him. No. I think, <laughs> Trudy, did you ever seriously. go on your date? Weren't you supposed to watch Top Gun Maverick? Oh, that's right. We've still yeah. not seen Top Gun Maverick. Golden Globe Be- nominated? Because Rob, Rob and I were supposed to go together, so... <laughs> <laughs> I've never seen it. Oh man, I think you have fun with Rob. Is a good guy. I think he'll pick you up it. too in the bridge. <laughs> yeah, I'll pick you up and rescue that, forty-five. No, that's a great idea. <laughs> Trudy going to see Maverick in the Rattle Trap. I love that. <laughs> he, he can pull up to your house and go. Trudy, I'm going to pick you up, man. Over the big <laughs> rescue forty-five is a great PA system. <laughs> oh, the is, people that live around me will love it. Would you find that to be the most embarrassing way to attend a movie in the Trump <laughs> Rattle Trap? The Trump Unity Bridge. Rescue for Yeah, pretty much. Uh-huh. Really? Yeah, I don't think I've ever been. Not even a crummy old Pinto or something? The best part. You'd rather go in a Pinto yeah, than the rattle trap? Anything worse that's uh, <laughs> uh, vehicle-wise. When he takes you, make sure he valets it. 
<laughs> <laughs> and you got to get out of it wearing a MAGA hat. <laughs> oh, Rob. Yeah, Golden Globes were announced today, and... I'm so excited. Did you see who got nominated? I saw the Cruz got nominated. Doms! Dom's got nominated. I didn't know that. Dom's got nominated. I mean, they're in one of that one of those weird categories. Yeah, series. Dom's or got nominated. So did the actor playing Dom's, and so did the actor playing Lionel. Oh, which yeah. I think he was. He's he great. Was good. The best actor. What about Grandma? Yeah. No, she. Uh, I don't know. That's <laughs> fucked up. She should have been nominated. She should just get a lifetime achievement award <laughs> for one role. Brenda Fraser. Tonight I'm a man of action. Yeah, he was nominated for best actor. I thought, drama. You said Tom Cruise. I thought he got snubbed. Oh, did he get snubbed? Oh, his mo- I don't think the movie was snubbed then. No, not it was the either movie. him or the movie. Yeah, Top Gun Maverick is uh, one of the nominees for best movie. Along with Avatar, The Way of Winter, which, is that available it's yet? The Way out. of Water? It's not a, no, it's out this weekend. Well, how can it be nominated? I don't know. Because they put so much money into it, but everybody that's seen it says that it's visually impressive. It, so. looks, it looks really cool. Elvis is nominated. What is the Fablemans? Because that's, that's a Spielberg movie I have not the, seen. The autobiography Spielberg story. How he got himself. into making movies. Wait, it's about Spielberg? Yeah. It's yeah. boring. I don't want to see a movie about It's a about movie about Spielberg. him falling in love with filmmaking about, as a child. By him. I agree. <laughs> by it's him. boring. It does. Tar? What's Tar? God, who, no idea. No one knows. And Top Gun Maverick, best performance by an actress in a motion picture, Kate Blanchett. Tar. <laughs> Olivia Coleman, Empire of Light, Viola Davis, The Woman King. Is it a, is it a law that Viola Davis is nominated every, every year? year. <laughs> Anna Diarmas in Blonde. That's the that's the Marilyn Monroe stinker, boring what? F- fucking movie. Yes. No way. Except she got nominated for for having that accent. But she was nude, guys. She Come was on. bad. And except the part where they slipped her into CJFK, and he was on the phone the entire time. She gave him a mood. Well, that's good acting. That movie bombed. <laughs> Michelle Williams for The Fablemans. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture drama. Austin Butler, Elvis. Brendan Fraser, The Whale. He's going to win because everyone wants him to win. He's going to clap really weird. That'll be the end of him for another 20 years. (laughs) Hugh Jackman, The Sun. I haven't heard of that. Never heard of that. about? Mm, I don't know. Bill Nighy. Nighy? Nighy. Nighy. Living. And Jeremy Pope, The Inspection. Oh, wait, where's Dahmer? I never know half you the every they're talking about. Well, that's a series, Brandon, so oh, okay. he's coming. Okay, I'm sorry. Best motion picture, musical, or comedy, Babylon. That's really good. The Banshees of Inish- Inishirin. Yeah, that's supposed to be on HBO tomorrow. Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. That was good. I love that movie. What's it about? Everything, uh, Everywhere, everything all, all at Once. once. <laughs> it's, God, how do you explain it, Trudy? But that was What's a little... the, what, what is it on? Oh, Jesus. I mean, what, what, what streaming hard questions on the first day back. It is just, it did just start streaming. Um, is it, is it Showtime? Um, is it on I, a service? I yes, I believe so, it's on Showtime. Yeah. I, did you guys uh, go to the theater for this? No, no. Who goes oh, to the movies? I, I, I rented it. Um, God, would Drew like that movie? I don't know. Drew, you got to really pay attention. Is it. there a lot of electricity? Uh, yeah, there's plenty. There's so much electricity okay. because it involves the multiverse. And short round from Indiana Jones makes his uh, acting comeback. He is comeback. so good in it, too. Mm-hmm. He really um, is. Glass Onion and Knives Out Mystery and Triangle of Sadness wrap up the musical or comedy category. Best performance by an actress in a motion picture, musical or comedy. Leslie Manville, Mrs. Harris go to Paris. Margot Robbie, Babylon. Anya Taylor-Joy, The Menu. Is The Menu available? I have not seen it anywhere. Oh, uh... Is it stream? Is it on a streaming service? 
You know what, Drew? I think it did just start streaming. Now let him. I'm having a recollection of it. Can you look up where it's streaming? Time to find out which film takes home the Golden Globe. Why are you so intense about the menu? I just saw two raving reviews about it, but I can't even remember what it's about. Emma Thompson thriller. Okay. Good luck to you, Leo Grand. Emma Thompson, Michelle Yeoh, Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. Best performance by an actor in a motion picture, musical comedy. Diego Calva, Babylon. Daniel Craig, Glass Onion, A Knives Out Mystery. Adam Driver in White Noise. What's White Noise? I don't know. Usually good. I like Adam Driver. Colin Farrell, The Banshees of Inisherin. And Ralph Fiennes, The Menu. Ralph Fiennes, that's what I was reading about how good Ralph Fiennes is in The Menu, supposedly. I think The Menu is just in theaters. Okay. That's why none of us know about it. (laughs) Is White Noise just in theaters, too, probably? Probably. Probably. Um, Everything. Let's see. Best director. Hopefully no women are nominated. Because <laughs> I love how mad they get every time. It's like, what? What? why does everyone make such a big deal? Because, like, I think I want to see, say, 88% of movies are directed by men. White so noise. I don't think women are always going to be nominated until they Netflix. direct more movies, right? Yeah, White Noise will... Is it on Netflix already or will it be? Looks like December 30th. Release date, December 2nd. Okay, well, there you go. But that's Best director uh, featuring no women in a mo- motion picture. <laughs> James Cameron, Avatar. Yeah. Daniel Kwan and Daniel Scheinert. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Mm. Baz Luhrmann, Elvis. Martin McDonough, The Banshees of Inisherin. Steven Spielberg, The Fablemans. Oh, are we going to hear about that? Oh, my God. Are people going to bitch about that? <laughs> I still remember... Natalie Portman. Yep. And the nominee and the all-male nominee. Was that a clip or was that you impersonating her? Because it sounded exactly the same. Oh, no, that was the clip. <laughs> oh, I love Natalie Portman. I do too. I'm not a fan. I don't like her. Because I don't think I would like her in person. What? Yeah, probably. So first of all, she's she was so much such, fun. She was such a dick about Moby saying they went out on a date. Oh yeah, she would be a bummer. I think she'd be a snot. I think she'd be a big drag. <laughs> snot. That is a perfect word. She'd be for a big her. wet blanket. <laughs> that she would not put out easily. No, she wouldn't put out to just anybody. No, but you should. You should if you like someone and you're on a date with them, you should be willing to put out at some reasonable moment. <laughs> she's Natalie Portman. So what? She's too good to put out, then I don't like her. Some average vagina? She's a special one. If she's too good to put out, I don't like her. If she acts normal and puts out, then I would like her a lot better. Moby Moby is on her who's day to do, though. See? She's not going to be happy about that. Along with Darth Vader, Hayden Christensen. That's one more person she can be mad at. Lucas Haas, who's the ugliest famous person ever because of his friends. Andy! Gyllenhaal, Andy Samberg. Andy Samberg? No. One of the Rothschilds. Uh, See, look at how bad her choices in men are, Trudy. Jude Law, some guy named Who's Nathan Jude Law? Booger. One of our finest actors. Yeah. <laughs> she yeah. has she has a type. She, th- these guys, I think she thinks they are intelligent just by oh, looking Andy, at them. Andy Samberg yes. is, so yes. it's not. That was a mistake. One of these bad things does He not... regrets it. Andy yeah. Samberg didn't. She, she wouldn't even put out for him. No, she slipped and fell on his dick, right? <laughs> he, she didn't get some of his jokes. She was offended by some of his jokes. It was just a big drag, Trudy. Well, and then when he, tried to, when he tried to pay, she was offended. <laughs> okay. And she accused, hey, him, she accused him of expecting her to put out because he paid. And so then she ended up paying half. It was he, a big, he, embarrassing he, pain in the ass. He wrote that rap about her? Right. Remember the Natalie Portman rap? Yeah. Oh, yeah. That was, so that was just to kiss her ass. To get laid. Exactly. Oh. It's like Mike Leach has died. Oh, oh man. Oh, bummer. 
hate that. Well, uh, I want to remind everybody to use our Amazon portal because it's that time of year. You're using it like crazy. Why not use ours and help us make it through another year of podcasting? Of course, we appreciate your five-star reviews on Spotify or iTunes. We could use some more on iTunes, by the way. I got everybody switched over to Spotify, and it seems like we're not getting reviews on iTunes anymore. How about reviewing us on both? Why not? Why not? Or any of these 77 platforms we're on. And, of course, you can donate to us on a one-time basis or on a monthly basis, if you so desire. And tomorrow... Carl will be along with some new podcast that may he may or may not like. Mm. I don't know. Mm. It's been kind of iffy with Carl when it comes to podcasting. I have to walk back that. Uh, David Hookstead has said, to be clear, Mike Leach is still alive as of right now. The trends of Rip Coach Leach and Rip Mike Leach are based on inaccurate information. Well, that sucks. Why do people do that? Brandon? No, it's the, it's the Pauly main Shore, trend. Look at, is this the Pauly Shore, uh, biggest Louis trend, Anderson thing? The biggest trend in the United States right Probably. now is yes. Rip Mike Leach. And now people are like, wait, wait, wait. People, people know, no, they know if they say Rip Mike Leach, they might get it right because he's going to die yeah. really soon. <laughs> so they could they could get it's credit for breaking timing. it. And they figure he's not going to care otherwise because uh, he's out of it. Old man, must be first. Old man Bill Snyder put on a eulogy to the Kansas State coach. <laughs> what? He co- I think he coached for him. Yeah, boy. Oh, come on, Snyder. All right, well, we have a good one, and Carl will be with us tomorrow. So, everybody, be here tomorrow at this time, wherever you are. We'll see ya. Memories of the Pontiac Silverdome in rustic Pontiac, Michigan. Oh, my greatest dome memory? It's like, uh, I guess I'm hammered, I mean poo-pooed at Monster Truck. Gravedigger's coming up and I gotta drain the lizard so bad. <laughs> Anyways, no way I'm missing Gravedigger, so I start whizzing in a beer cup. Just as I'm topping this off, Gravedigger's engine roars and I'm so freaking psyched I give this chick in front of me an accidental golden shower. She's got this big ass hair. It's like she could have used a couple inches off of that anyways. So I'm like, hey, sorry, it's cool. I'm clean. It's not like a foamy whiz or nothing like that. <laughs> Next thing I know, her boyfriend sucker punches me. We brawl. I end up in OC for two weeks because I had a couple outstanding warrants and my old lady wouldn't bail me out. Stupid bitch! <laughs> I guess that's my silver dome memory.